Blog Talk Radio. Hello, happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change, and I'm your host, Danielle St. John. We have quite a few things that uh, we want to talk about today. First, Mom is with us. Let's let her in. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. I made it. I, I see that. So the first thing that I want to do as we start the show is make sure that everybody knows that I almost got Danielle late for our show today because of <clears throat> an emergency uh, assistance that her sweetheart, her husband, one of the most kindest, gentlest souls on the planet, um, and Danielle ended up almost being late to get to the show, to get the show set up. So um, I want to thank the entire family, my grandson, my granddaughter, Aiden and Ava, her husband, Joey, and Danielle for not blowing a freaking gasket and letting her husband help me finish up the the chore that was super important to me. It was super important, yes. And I'm I'm happy to help. Okay, good. And you made it. So that's good news. What a um, what a great day. Um uh, the big new chicken coop is um shaping up and um we were doing some stuff that of course it, there's always going to be more stuff to do and then you find out after you get you know get settled in there, oh gosh, we needed to do this and so um those are the kind of things that uh, that Joey, Danielle, and the kids were helping me with today, and I really, really appreciated it. Have you ever heard of Winchester Castle or Winchester Mansion? Winchester uh, Mansion. Uh, well, the the uh, the Brits, the royal family, has Win- a Winchester um, uh, home. That's Windsor. That's Windsor. Uh, yeah, they um, also have a Winchester. Oh, do they? they? Might not okay. Still be- Am, but they have a Winchester as as well. Okay. Well, um, in California, okay. there's a Winchester Mansion, um, and it was oh, very uh, cool. built. By, yeah, built by the widow of the the inventor of the Winchester rifle. She was um rifle a bit okay a bit yes. eccentric, like totally loaded, but because um, everybody had a Winchester shotgun. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, she was also like very into like the spiritual realm and, and very like into psychics and things like that. And um, she, one of a lot of women psychics, her her generation were right. And but uh, and one of the psychics um, said that she was being haunted by the ghosts of the people who had died from the from the rifle and her guns. Um, and, oh, look. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So she was also told that she would that she would die that the ghosts would get her um, as soon as she start uh, um, as soon as she finished building her mansion and so ah you know there there were staircases that led to nowhere you know all all kinds of like just crazy girlfriend stuff was not going to finish that that castle was she <laughs> exactly exactly and today Joe's like. Uh, yeah, the farm's kind of like uh, the Winchester engine. <laughs> it's just never going to get done. <laughs> he's he's right. It's uh, he's right. Oh, for goodness sakes! Yes, he's he's correct. He is correct. Um, uh, it, we will never be done. We will never. ever, never, ever, ever be done. Right? Yeah, we were just laying out our, <sighs> our next plan today. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yes, right, for the walls. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. I have so much stuff to do that I don't even know how I'm going to do it. I want to talk about devolution today. Mm-hmm. Devolution um, was a theory, and the guy even says that it was a theory um, when he put it out there. He does not say, I know all of this stuff to be true. Um, but what he does say is, I did a lot of research. His name is John Harold. Uh, his handle on Twitter, Getter, Telegram, uh, all of them is Patel Patriot. And his real name is John Harold, J-O-N-H-E-R-O-L-D. So that's what I want to talk about today. Um, and he, his partner is partners are the Kate Awakening, another Anon from, dare I say, the Dark Ages, and um, a gentleman named Patrick Gunnels. In case anyone wants to look this stuff up while we're going through it, so that's what I want to do today. It's I think highly important as it's sort of uh, timely and relevant to what's happening today. Okay. And it's good news. You want to do? Can we do that kind of last? Um, unless unless you don't have any other good news, can, can we do it after the oh, good I news? A, Get it. I I have a bunch of good news. I just don't know how long I'll be able to sit here because I'm my body is sore. But yes, I do have a ton of good news. Okay, cool. So just so, so like get get uh, give Ty a chance to get here. Yeah, absolutely. I I was wondering if that's what it was. He has a. He's he's going to be talking right along the same lines. It may have come from different uh, folks, but the stuff that he uh, is said that he wanted to highlight is is right in line with what um, we're going to do. But I will do the good news first because I, I call it excellent news. Um, there's a lot of 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 it. Um, some of it <laughs> again. Um, I suppose I need to preface a lot of times when I do good news, it's because it's being revealed. It's being allowed. We can allow, we're being allowed to say it now, as opposed to when we weren't um, the, the clip from last week with Tucker Carlson and Mike Benz, which I think was one of the most important interviews that's been done over the last 10 years. Um, pop quiz. It's not fair though. You're the only one here. If I do That's a pop true. quiz, then you're going to win. Yeah, but it's okay. Well, I pop usually quiz, win. Danielle, what? <laughs> um, what are the two? What did Mike Ben say were the two most censored events in the history of the United States? Pop quiz. Okay, he said they were. Um, COVID. COVID was one of them. And the election. The 2020 election. Oh, ding, and I can ding, attest, ding, 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 you won. <laughs> and I can attest to that um, because uh, a, a couple of days after Donald Trump's election, between January 6th and January uh, 21st, the day that Donald that Joe Biden was ostensibly ostensibly um, named the president. I lost an account on Twitter. Do you remember, Danielle, how many people I had, how many followers I had on on Twitter? I don't remember anymore. I know know it was more than me. I think I had – how many did you have? I think I had like 89,000 Twitter followers. 
roughly around 5,000. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was 8,000 that I had or something like that. I don't remember. I know there was an 8 in there, but whatever. That, that's irrelevant. But a couple of people that, that there was a lot of anons, which, again, I suppose it, it's important that I tell people what an anon is just because QAnon there is Q, and this was a guy that would – a person, an entity, a, a human, who knows, that would post a bunch of stuff to make – I want you to think about this, and I want you to go dig, and I want you to go find out stuff about it that made people go, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the people that actually did it were called anons. My daughter, Danielle Teresa, is an anon. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, They were just a bunch of humans that were like, oh, we haven't been being told the truth. We should go find out for ourselves. And we started digging. We started digging into pedophilia. We started digging into the corruption in our government. We started digging into just about just a lot of stuff. And we were like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff. And Danielle called it, what do you call it, the conspiracy theorist or or what was it you 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 called your guys' selves? I know you called your guys Russian bots for a little while, but yeah, not believing the the, the narrative, the mainstream, yeah. the propaganda, and it was shocking to me at first <laughs> because I'm older, I'm in my 60s, and you know, of course, I've been believing the stuff for a very long time, um, and so to you know, a lot of what they called normies ter- that turned into anons. Like all of a sudden we're like, wow, a lot of the stuff that we used to believe wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So I went on to Twitter and back then Twitter was a cesspool. It still is actually, but yeah. um, an interesting, it's a more interesting cesspool now. And I started getting a lot of what, what would be Anon followers. People that I dug their stuff, they dug my stuff, we dug together, we shared stuff together, okay, across the spectrum. And the more I found out, the more I wanted to sit back in my chair and cry, <laughs> and also mm-hmm. I got mad, okay? And um, so one of the people that I followed that followed me was a, a guy named Praying Medic, and his name is Pastor Dave. I didn't know he was a um, Anyway. Yes, he's a pastor. <laughs> and um, so, of course, we talked about the Lord. We talked about, you know, the, the way that God was leading us those days. A lot of Anons are Christians, evangelical Christians, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody's mm-hmm. so shocked. Why do evangelicals still like Donald Trump? It's because we saw through the craziness and we wanted to stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I'm setting a lot of stuff up for right now because, um, the, the, again, those two events, and one of them we're going to talk about in a minute, the 2020 election, and one of them we're going to talk about right now, which is COVID. So the good news, and keep in mind, it's awful, but it's good news because it's coming out. It mm-hmm. says Bloomberg TV reports on large COVID vaccine study linking the vaccines to serious side effects, including blood clots in the brain, myocarditis, and Guillain-Barr syndrome. Guillain-Barre. And I said as a, as a um, reason why this isn't Guillain-Barre. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, the, the reason why this is in the good news folder is because the only reason why this is in the excellent news folder is because the lawsuits are about to begin and we will burn these companies to smoking rubble. <laughs> and we're I hope going so. to. Li- I hope the, so. Just a really um, quick side I, I note. I think there is. Oh. Uh, it didn't happen after 
you know, after the um, the Sadler family, the Sackler family, I forget the names, but, um, you know, they found out that, that the this family or and Pfizer, basically, was, you know, basically responsible for the opioid epidemic. And nothing, they're not in jail. Uh, yep. just, they came out and started making COVID vaccines. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, and that's fine. I just posted something in the green room. And Mm -hmm. it's a very uh, frightening and interesting clip that I want you to play to set up what uh, I'm going to Cool. Kate is here. I'm going to let her in while I do that. Okay. Hello. Hi. Happy Sunday. Hi, Kate. How are you? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Sounds like you've got a good, good news started. Uh, yeah, we do, and I'm, we're gonna, uh, we were just talking about burning the pharmaceutical companies to the ground. What do you think about that? Smoking rubble? Does that sound good? Oh, yeah, I'm on board. Yes. How about they try to help people and heal people and alleviate yeah, people's yeah. suffering? I mean, can you imagine yeah. how ruthless yeah. you'd have to be to exploit mm-hmm. people's illness and even lives, like life or death? That is... It's the height of psychopathy. It is. Okay, so this story. Okay, so I'm just going to set it up just a little bit. They're standing on Bloomberg Television with straight faces, talking about we've known all along that. Take it away. Okay, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. Okay, three, two, one. And in terms of how widespread the adverse event reporting has been, uh, talk us through the findings were. Yeah, so these findings are not really uh, at all surprising. We've known about these uh, side effects really since the vaccines began rolling out uh, at the end of um, 2020, early 2021. Um, We've seen um, this... uh, uh, myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, pericarditis, inflammation of the, the sac around the heart, um, as well as this um, unusual blood uh, clot that um, forms in the brain from um, the, the virus vector vaccine. So none of these findings are, are new, um, but they are actually fairly reassuring because we didn't find anything uh, else that um, was, uh, was at all alarming, Heidi. Mm. And I did look at a few different vaccine types as well. Was there any difference across them? There was indeed. Uh, yes, they did see this increased uh, risk for uh, for the brain uh, blood clot in um, in relation to the AstraZeneca uh, viral uh, virus vector vaccine, and uh, and also we did see um, the increased risk of, of myocarditis and pericarditis um, with the mRNA vaccines that are the ones made by Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. There were some other um, interesting findings as well. Guillain-Barré syndrome um, was shown to be uh, a, 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 um, an event of concern linked to um, mostly to the Oxford um, AstraZeneca uh, virus uh, vector vaccine. Um, otherwise, um, uh, everything else was, was pretty much as um, we had already uh, expected. Thanks. In terms Ew. of how what gross. Okay. So right now my hair is on fire, and everyone <laughs> on the planet hair should be on fire. Did you hear what this man said? He said, we've known about these side effects since we rolled out the vaccine. 
And but the good news is that we didn't find any other life threatening illnesses after all this stuff that we quote have known about since we rolled the vaccine out. Myocarditis, pericarditis, mm. blood clots in the brain and and Guillain-Barr syndrome. Okay. I'd like everybody to just take a breath and think about that for a minute. (laughs) Stop being so crazy. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) Well, that's kind of the way he framed it. So Mm -hmm. let me just tell you something. The reason why this is in the good news folder is because uh, because the lawsuits are about to begin. And mm-hmm. I believe that we will burn these companies down to, sm- to down to smoking rubble. So I will tell you, Danielle, you're right that Sacker, Sacker paid a huge fine. They admitted to being criminally liable. They didn't really suffer all that much because they are rich, blood-sucking assholes. Okay, but this is different. This is everyone. This isn't just drug addicts. This is your grandma and your mama. And your 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 husband, okay? That's the difference. These people, and and the, it's all of them too. It's AstraZeneca, it's Merck, it's it's all of these pharmaceutical companies put these these life takers on the market and said, take them or you're losing your job. Another big difference between the Sacker family and what's going to come at these people. I'm enraged. (laughs) Um, And I'm really glad that my entire family avoided this. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if if you remember, Danielle, when I I was in the truck one day and I called you and I was listening to a pastor on the radio and he talked about how this was going to break families apart this vaccine that people were going to be begging their family members not to take it. And other family members were saying, we'll say, I'm, I'll never speak to you again. I won't do Christmas with you again. I won't, I can't have you in the same house as me unless you take this vaccine that it was going to break families apart. And it did. And it did. Thank God. <laughs> do you remember having that conversation, Danielle? I do. Yeah. I do. And you said, and we all agreed back then we're not taking it, right? Because I told you at that time, God was very clear with me to not, this is not for you, beloved, or your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thank God every day that we did not take them. Um, but can I now just we're um, interrupt about, real, real quick? Go ahead, please. Sorry. One, no, that's, a, that's <laughs> a little okay. passionate about this, this is, one. <laughs> uh, right, right. And, and, and you should be. Um, here's an observation. Do you, there, there was, there's one vaccine company that wasn't listed. Do you know what it was? So um, there, he listed. Uh, yep, there you go. Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. You're right. Johnson and Johnson was not on the list, was it? Okay. They were the so. first ones. If you remember, most people got the Johnson and Johnson first, and then it proved out to be not effective, and they all moved on to the other ones. So go ahead, tell me what you think. Sorry, but you're right that he didn't mention Johnson and Johnson. Right, um, and and I know that you just said, oh, it wasn't effective. Um, I don't remember hearing that. I do remember that they just stopped giving it, and nobody questioned I can... it. 
Nobody questioned they, why that vaccine was taken away. Do, do you well, have a, a thought about that, Kate? That, wasn't it the first one that they said was causing myocarditis? My friend who only got the J&J, I don't know if it's related, but he had to have open heart surgery a year later. Of course it's related, yeah. Yeah, I well, thought okay, but, but they're saying that you know. everybody knew from the very beginning that all of the vaccines cause myocarditis and myocarditis. So stop right there. That's why they, I introduced this topic mm-hmm. the way that I did. Back to Mike Benz and this to the one, Tucker Carlson interview, he said two things were the most censored um, stories in the history of the United States and COVID, the COVID vaccine in particular, were, and that's why, because no, nobody, we weren't allowed to say anything like that. If you did, you were censored. Go ahead, Kate. Sorry for interrupting you. No, that's okay. It's just the only one that wasn't the mRNA vaccine. It was supposed to be an right. anti was a difference. And you yeah. A lot of only single dose version too. Sorry, go ahead. Right, single dose, J and J, single dose. That was the big trumpet, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a good thing. (laughs) Because it was was killing people. They were saying it was too dangerous, and they were going to pull it because it was having the most heart reactions of myocarditis. That's what I remember. Could you find me a story that says that? Because I don't remember that, and I could be wrong. But but to me, like that's uh-huh. the shocking thing about all of this is is that, and maybe I'm wrong. They pull it because it was dangerous. What I remember is that nobody that they pulled it and nobody asked any questions about why. They we weren't. We, of course, we asked Danielle. That's my point. The people that were asking questions, they never got their voices heard. That was the most censored tweet, social media news article you weren't allowed to say it it wasn't that people weren't asking we weren't allowed to say it if anybody did okay. they were silenced okay here's what this is just something i randomly pulled up from the daily mail day and j's covid vaccine taken by 19 million americans is pulled by fda after it was paused quote out of an abundance of caution unquote over rare blood clot concerns which led to a plummet in demand. It was mired in controversy early on over health and contamination concerns. I don't remember that. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. I remember blood clots. A brief pause in 2021 after several blood clots were reported eroded public trust. Hmm. What's the date yeah, of that I article? Think... This is June 2023, published. And I can, I'll put the, I can put it in the okay. And link so that's two, yeah, that's two years after they, they jabbed that sucker into everybody's arm. Yeah. When it, it says that they pulled it in May. Let, let me see. Sorry, I switched my focus here. No, no problem. No problem. I just um, no, they, we're not yet. Yeah, we're not in a rush. It was, it was, um, well, here's something from CNN, COVID-19 vaccine, J&J, no longer available in U.S. That's May 15th. Not worthy. 
Why isn't it loading? I'm sorry. Am I not online? You're here. Hold on. I yeah, mean, I'm not able to pull up this thing. I wanted to see what, okay. Here's this extremely trusted source that we all love, CNN. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The COVID-19 vaccine from Johnson & Johnson is no longer available in the United States, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. All remaining doses expired last week, and the CDC directed providers to dispose of any they had left over. About 19 million people in the U.S. have received the J&J vaccine since, its first, since it first became available, but more than 31.5 million doses have been delivered to states and other jurisdictions, leaving about 12.5 million doses unused, according to CDC data. So... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll just read the last two paragraphs real quick. Okay. Last year, the CDC limited the emergency use authorization of the vaccine to adults for whom other vaccines aren't appropriate or accessible due to risk of a rare and dangerous clotting condition called thrombosis and thrombocytopenia syndrome, parentheses TTS, oh, after receiving the vaccine. Only about 7% of people who are vaccinated in the U.S. got the J&J vaccine as their first shot. Well, I mean, you only need one for the... Yeah, and, didn't need and only. So, yeah. the, the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna represented the vast majority of shots administered. COVID-19 public health emergency is over in the U.S. These vaccines remain free as long as federal supplies last. Ooh, goody. Lucky us. Okay, so that's yeah, it. Lord. That's that in-depth coverage we love from CNN. That's crazy. So, yeah. How that's much crazy. Do? So what do you guys so think? Do you think that it's better than the other ones and that's why they pulled it? Or it's um, just so yeah. bad? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's not. And, and as a matter of fact, that story we just listened to that, you know, that, that we opened up with says that all of them do that exact same thing. Yes. Right. And, and, we, and the, the scary part is we've known that from the beginning. No, we haven't. Maybe you did, asshole, but anybody uh, that asked too. any questions, yeah, well, of course we did. I'm saying right. that the, the general population did not because we were silenced. And people yeah. were posting, like, scientific studies, and they were called fake information, misinformation, mm -hmm. and taken down. Okay? So, yeah. so is, is the censorship of this crap is the, hard, is, is the really wicked, evil part. And he sat on that with his little sugar face saying, you know, the, these life-threatening things, we've known about them from the very beginning. No we haven't, you lying sack of shit. Excuse my expression. It's abusive. Doesn't it? It's like gaslighting. It's like if it, you have an abusive totally gaslighting. It makes you feel crazy. Me too. And if you're not, like, if you're already traumatized in your life and you're being censored on Facebook, it makes you feel really creepy. Like for me, I just felt like. I'm losing all credibility with people that I thought were my friends. Like they're seeing that I'm they're they're shutting me down and they're being validated. And so they just think I'm a big creep. 
it, it was so gross. Yeah. Well, the whole thing, the whole thing was, was awful. Actually, I was going to say it makes me feel validated. So, yeah. Now? Um, Now, now. yeah. Um, Ty's with us, guys. I'm going to let him in. Great. Hello. Hey, Ty. Hey. We're doing good today. Good to talk to you. We're going to do the devolution stuff. I'm so excited. Are you excited? (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm going, there's a lot of stuff in my end over here. I'm like, oh god, it's crazy. So, but I, I, I just tuned in like a minute ago, so I'm, like, I'm guessing they're still pushing the vaccination stuff, huh? Well, well, so we were, Danielle, Danielle made me do the good news news report first, which, oh, it's okay, I don't mind, but I, because I wanted to talk about devolution because something happened today that made me really, uh, you know, sit up and take notice again. Um, and so anyway, uh, we, and we will, we get to in just a little while as soon as I get done with uh, the good news report. So we started off the good news report, though, Ty, with um, the thought that we are going to get to earn the pharmaceutical companies into smoking rubble. And I'm excited <laughs> about that. That makes me happy. Yeah. It makes me happy to, to, to think about that. So that's what we yeah. were kicking around because they I know you saw the depositions that were going on. There was some CNN stuff where they started finally releasing all the, the video of people going, yeah, we we were injured, and you admitted in court and on paper that you injured us with these acts. There's physical data of it. And there was has been yeah, the whole yeah. time. They just, as you said, they well, suppressed so, it and made everybody else seem yes. crazy. So. Yeah. So. Well, and last week on that Tucker interview, Mike Ben said that, that COVID and <coughs> the vaccine was the most – one of the one of the two most censored uh, stories in the history of the United States, yes, and so, the, yeah. so the art the, the the he said that there was letting out studies now. They did a big study, and guess what? It's killing MFers. <coughs> the vaccine. I know everybody here is shocked, <clears throat> but he said, "Well, you know, it's all stuff we've known since the very beginning." And he said it was yeah. just a straight face, and I'm like, "No, we haven't." You wouldn't let us hear that information. Anybody that tried to talk about it was censored uh, into oblivion. So, no, yeah. we so, didn't. I love you know, my YouTube channel. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, it was yeah, so Danielle, thorough. Was- I feel bad that, Catherine, that you have to go through that now because now you, under- you understand. I mean, Danielle's the, the whole thing for me. I mean, I was saying it in December of 2019 live on camera. Um, I was following people like David Dr. Martin from MedCram and Peak uh, Prosperity who were asking, why are you letting people fly with this thing that you know got out? And he kept being censored and attacked and attacked, and he kept saying it and saying it and saying it. I was like, guys, so they're many, planning it. They're so planning many. it. They're planning it, and people kept calling me insane. And then December, and then what? Two thousand that later that March, all of a sudden, oh, there's this virus out of nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. For three months, I was telling you, three months. <laughs> They're doing it on purpose. They're doing it on. And then we looked up. There was a patent for it. We're like, guys, come on now. The documents don't lie. Whatever you think about me or anybody else, the documents are there. There is a paper trail. There just is. There has to be. You know. So it's just sad that they're still playing this game. They're still trying to play this game because they need to they need to get out of blame somehow. It's really sad to watch this. It really is. So. It's very really sad. Satisfying. <laughs> it's not just sad. It's satisfying. Yeah, as Daniel said, I feel I feel validated. I feel I feel right. I mean, it's a little late because I I mean I lost everything and everyone thought I was crazy and dismissed me. But but they but they also don't. A lot of people come up to me in in private and go, you know, you were right about that, right? I'm like, I know that's why your friends won't apologize or say anything. They just pretend they were right and move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They can't face me. People so, can't face so me because they know what they did. They know they were wrong to do that, and they can't face themselves for what they did to a friend 
it, it, for trusting people they didn't know and foreign, foreign pharmaceutical lobbies over people they knew they were wrong on. They were wrong to do that. And there's going to be consequences for it. And they think they're going to get out of their karmic law consequences. They're not. It, it's, it's going to be really, they're not. really sad for them later. So. Well, you were just a crazy person when you said it, but now that they're finding it out from the source, they're, they're, they're like, wow, can you believe this stuff? Wow. Yeah. No, we knew this the whole time. Didn't you guys follow Ty? <laughs> okay, no, so yeah. more good news. Um, a Sussex man, Martin Yates, 48 years old from Eastbourne, um, was the, the assistant moderator of the now shut down the Annex site. So this was one of the largest um, ch- dark web child abuse sites. Um, he was second oh, yeah. moderator. 90,000 members, people wa- consuming this filth of uh, young children. Um, so he went to jail, and they, they took down his uh, the head guy, uh, which is always makes me happy. Ding, 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 when we hear pedo gate stuff, when we hear pedos getting taken down, and the ones that are disseminating this 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 uh, vile um, uh, against against children. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. Um, Chimos, remember, news. remember Chimos. Just, if, if, just wanted, if you wanted a quick way to reference them, Chimos. Chimos, yeah. Okay, Chimos. Yeah. Um, yuck. Okay, so um, Biden is approval disapproval rate rating approval rating is down at 38%, the lowest it's ever been, which makes me happy. That's good news. Here is a really great story that should um, make everyone happy. The state Supreme Court in, um, let's see, what state? Alabama said that uh, embryos are children, which um, for an evangelical like me, who believes that all life is precious um, and that um, life begins at conception, that someone is saying that those eggs, life begins at conception, and they have have legally said that embryos are children. Uh, The problem, and Donald Trump is coming a little sideways with this, is that it also makes it so, um, it makes it more difficult for people in the state of Alabama to get IVF, in vitro fertilization. So they're going to work on that part. But the idea that that these embryos, that the the conception starts at, excuse me, life starts at conception, is what they were going for. It says uh, that part of the decision says under existing black letter law, the answer to that question is no. The wrongful death of a minor act applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. So they're calling them unborn children. They're changing their legal designation, which makes me happy. Um, okay, let's see. More good news. Um, so President Trump holds a nine-point lead over Biden in latest national poll. That is the most uh, of a lead that Donald Trump's had in any of his elections over any of his um, opponents, which makes me happy. Uh, black voters, uh, it looks like it's at 25% for uh, Donald Trump, which has never happened before. Um, also a Republican candidate. It looks like it's going to be a really fun election. Um, cool news, somebody nominated Elon Musk for a Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize for defending free speech. So that wow. was another big um, win in the culture war when Elon Musk bought Twitter. 
always goes right back to censorship for me, which we're going to talk about a lot today. Um, When Elon Musk bought Twitter um, from the the CIA, (laughs) um, all of a sudden people could say things like, the COVID vaccine is dangerous and the 2020 election was stolen and um, uh, Joe Biden is a pedo and Hillary Clinton is a satanic demon from hell. You know, those kind of things that we've been, you know, <laughs> believing and knowing and, and all war is wrong. Okay. No, we shouldn't be fighting Ukraine, uh, for, uh, sending money to Ukraine. And no, we shouldn't be fighting wars all over the Middle East. And, you know, those kind of things that you weren't allowed to say for a very long time. So um, the author of this article is Michael Chance. It's from the Gateway Pundit. It says that Elon Musk has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for being a staunch defender of free speech. Musk has gone on the record saying that this was one of the main reasons he bought Twitter X in the first place, and speech on the platform has definitely flowed more freely since he took over. Um, Elon Billionaire Elon Musk, whose businesses range from Satellites to Social Media was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by a Norwegian lawmaker who praised the ex-owner as a stout proponent of free speech. I think that's really cool. Uh, Yes, the Nobel Prize for Elon Musk, says John Nosta. I don't know who he is, but he's a blue check. Simply put, Elon Musk, a figure synonymous with groundbreaking innovations and transformative technologies, has driven a transformative impact on multiple fronts, meriting serious consideration for the Nobel Prize. I agree. He should be. Um, he should win. Um, let's see. <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, before you go on, before you go on. Okay. Um, we ha- can we talk about the good news of South Carolina? We can. I was We're getting if you ready. Saw to- that. I was wondering if you saw that. That primary? Yeah, talk about it. Well, since you made me stop <laughs> talking about devolution, I was saving it for the last. Um, Donald Trump kicked uh, Nikki Haley's ass in her own state. She was the governor. She was the – not only was it her her own home state, she was a very popular governor in that state for for about uh, eight years. And then she was the secretary of state and blah, 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 or whatever the hell she was, a UN something, something. Okay? Uh, He kicked her ass. And, um, I, one and the, the war state won't drop out. How embarrassing. Let me just, let me just tell you, if there is anyone that is a war pig, it is Nikki Haley. And that goes back to my freaking yeah. thing that I want to talk about, Danielle. Here we go. I don't care. I don't, give a care, what you, I don't care what you say. I'm going to talk about it right now. It's, so hey, there. Hey, it's a Here we show. go. We have time. <laughs> I know, but I'm excited about this topic. I really am. So we're going to go to, and we're going to, um, I'm already logged in. Don't, don't lie. Don't lie. I'm already logged in. I'm already logged in. Shut up. Okay. I know. So do you, do you yesterday after, <laughs> but it kept going away. Okay. So yesterday after um, Donald Trump kicked Nikki's ass, like so, so big in her own state. Okay. I'm going to set it up. I started to set it up at the beginning of the show, and Danielle said, wait till Ty gets here. I'm like, okay, I'll wait till Ty gets here. But Ty's here. So 
um, the the setup was about QAnon anons and digging for information. And uh, throughout the Trump presidency, actually during his his original candidacy in 2016, all the way through the time that they whatever they think they did, because um, it certainly wasn't an election. Uh, installed uh, a, an imposter into our uh, into the White House. Um, during that time, I really started digging. Okay, I was an anon. Danielle is an anon. Ty is an anon. I'm sure Kate is an anon. We we don't just accept the narrative. But back then on Twitter, um, I had a, a really big Twitter account, and most of it was anons digging around, sharing stories, information about what they were doing, and all the stuff that I used to believe was true. <laughs> Finally, you know, enlightening, shall we say. We went down rabbit holes you wouldn't believe. But during that time, I got followed by a lot of big accounts. Um, and one of them, I, I, I brag every time, <clears throat> was General Flynn. Um, and it was it was an, a really fascinating, interesting time. I got followed by by a lot of people, a lot of interesting Anons and and another one that who I treasure uh, is a, a gentleman named his handle is praying medic his, his his he's a pastor his name is Dave and he he did a lot of the um, <clears throat> he wrote a lot of books decoding Q and all the stuff that would that that Q was talking about and remember QAnon isn't real there is Q and there are anons okay. So last night after – sorry, all the way around the bus, um, <clears throat> when Nikki Haley got her ass kicked, Praying Medic posted on Twitter. He's allowed to now okay? because all of our accounts got taken a few days after Donald Trump was um, – the election was stolen from him. Um, and after January 6th, our accounts all got taken down. We were we – were, a lot of us are back now. Praying Medic is one of them. And so he posted four reasons why – why Nikki Haley is still running. First, candidates drop out of the race when they run out of money. Haley is backed by the military-industrial complex, which has an endless supply of cash. Two, the story cover story for normies, Trump might end up in jail, so we need a second GOP candidate. 2A, this one makes me sad and worried, and also I understand why Trump will be removed from the campaign, only be removed from the campaign by assassination, which is not out of the question, given the character Mm. of his opponents. Three, the regime needs to keep the focus off Biden as long as possible, keeping Haley in the running forces Trump to expend ammunition on her instead of Biden. Four, the regime wants to divert as much GOP cash away from Trump as possible, and Haley does that. And I added five to his post. He cannot get NATSEC briefing until he is the nominee. That post blew up. Um, I've had 11,000 views on it, um, a lot of retweets, blah, 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 which is not that big. I don't care about all that stuff. But the truth is just that um, then a bunch of people chimed in, well, he's not the president that he he's been receiving these briefings all along that Joe Biden is not the president Donald Trump has just been hiding and watching and and there's a lot of people that believe that a lot of people believe something called devolution and that is Patriot Patel and um 
a guy named uh, Grummels. Anyway, so I don't know. Have any of you ever read the devolution stuff or watched the devolution videos? No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Okay. So he, at the very beginning when all this stuff was going on, there were lots of people who believed that Joe Biden was – installed in the presidency but the he that donald trump did not relinquish power and that mm-hmm. um that he never actually became the president joe biden that he just is a placeholder and yeah. um and there and there's a lot of reasons to believe it so i'm going to talk about some of those today and and ty you had a bunch of videos from people from on youtube that that sort of backs that up um, yes, yeah, it's, it's more about the contracts around the Constitution and the, yeah, the formulation, like the post office and how. Yeah, there's a lot. That's, it's just a lot. There's a bunch of the contract stuff. It's all contract stuff. So he's like, he's so, so, like being president, but not of the United States, but of the United States Corporation, which is a whole other. Of form. the corporation. So there. So yes, it's, that's all part and parcel of what this devolution stuff is, and a lot of people obviously arrived at the same conclusions back then that it is a corporation and that he's not really the president of the United States. And apparently, at some point, Donald Trump um, changed that process. In other words, there was a way where he said, I'm revoking this charter <laughs> to this corporation. And um, again, that's why they don't like because him. Because <laughs> he was trying to, trying to give this charter like back them. to you, the American people. That's why. That's why it's, they don't like him. It's really true, quick, I just want to acknowledge awesome. that we've got a caller, um, welcome caller. Please press one if you want to be a part of the show. If not, we're just glad you're here. Oh, and they're gone. We are okay, glad. Thank you. We're glad. Okay, so um, so there was a lot of anomalies and general oddities. And so I'm, I could go devolution. I could do one section of it every week, and I think I will, just a small part, because this sucker's – we're talking – he could put it in a novel. It's that, that much information. Okay, so it says the first thing is that the anomalies that say the reason why here's a list of contradiction, anomalies, and general oddities of the Joe Biden administration. I crowdsourced a lot of them on this uh, items on this list, so I added some that could very well be insignificant, especially when looked at individually. However, the compilation of everything tells the story. This is John Harold, and he's Patel Patriot on all the sites. Okay. Um. A compilation of everything tells the story that something strange is going on. The list will not be in chronological order and will be updated as more oddities. Um, she did not send me her email address, Danielle, by the way. Um, and will be updated as more oddities arrive and more items are pointed out. Um, so he's also just human. There's um, uh, and, and so Patel Patriot, just human. And Kate Awakening. Those are the three anons that I've been following for years. Okay, so Trump says he never conceded. Well, after Joe Biden took office, the second one is Dong Jingwei, the highest level defector in our nation's history, and the Biden administration had no idea our military had him. I discussed this in Devolution Part Two. Biden issuing continuations for executive orders that make no sense for him to continue including imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in a United States election, blocking the property of persons involved in serious human rights abuse or corruption, blocking property of transnational criminal organizations. Okay. 
Trump, Trump left office with the nuclear football. That one has been kicked around since day one. What do you think, Ty? What do you think, Kate? Danielle, do you think Trump took the nuclear football with him when he left office? What do you mean by nuclear football? The, the nuclear football is are the codes to light off the warheads we have here in the United States. Hmm. Yeah, but Biden changed, changed, yeah, but Biden changed the code to 8675309, so... <laughs> Anyway, it's probably it's probably a lot more complicated. I don't think even we would even have access to even now. But there is something there. There's there's something they're hiding about that. You know what I mean? Okay. Because it says otherwise otherwise he would still be here kicking butt. And people even even the Moors are kind of like, yeah, he kind of restored it to us a bit. Like there's something going on in the background that they don't want us to know about. There's just something going on there. But I mean, it just, it, but it, it's mostly all contract stuff. It's like paperwork and contracts that they're hoping we were too lazy to learn. So we start studying it, what those are and think it'll start revealing itself. That's just my, you know, that's just my thought. So. Okay, right. So I guess there was some controversy about Trump not handing it over, and they're show, they're showing him on his way out with a military guard with the nuclear football in his hand. Anyway. Yeah. Democrats I mean, because in Congress Biden, tried to, as technically he is, he's not technically Biden's not technically supposed to have those unless he has the actual paperwork at hand, which we've asked for the filings of his presidency, hasn't gotten them yet. So I'm not sure. That's right. <laughs> not sure what's going on there. And but, at yeah. some point, the Democrats in Congress tried to get authority over the nuclear codes. Wait a minute, that's never happened before, has it? So here we go. Um, this article is from. Uh, February 24th, 2021. So this is a month after he's been inaugurated, and the the Dems, the uh, dozens of House Democrats want to give want Biden to give up sole authority to launch the nuclear weapons. They've known this guy uh, was not well. Okay, this is February 24th of 2021. So they're fighting to get the authority back, quote unquote, for the nuclear football. The the Congress critters. Okay. Um, unprecedented attempt to. In- <laughs> oh shit! I so the more I dig through this devolution stuff, the more I go, whoa. Okay, so unprecedented attempt to impeach Donald Trump as an outgoing president, almost like they were afraid he really wasn't going to leave. So uh, we all know what happened with that. It didn't work, but they tried. Joe Biden running a Truman Show presidency. This one was super weird, okay? Mm -hmm. So they set up this little – like he wasn't even in the White House. Do you remember that? Yes. So there's pictures of him when he's getting his vaccine, and they have this little stage set up that's supposed to look like the White House. If you look at it from, from from the press view, they're fake windows. And it's wintertime. If you remember, those first vaccines came out in wintertime. They got the sunshine and the trees out this window. Um, hmm. I'm going to read a little bit about that. It looks like a movie set. It freaked Ooh. people out. It said, Biden mocked for Truman Show presidency over fake White House set. So he's sitting in front of this window. There's beautiful flowers and sunshine. All, everything's blooming behind him. And uh, it was in the, win- the dead of winter. President Biden, and this is uh, it was in the dark, uh, the US News. Yeah, the Witcher of Death. That's right. This was updated October seventh, twenty twenty one. Published October. Um, 
You there? Are you there? Hello? Oh. You were? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> I'm going to have her call back. Maybe she hit the mute button with her face. Mm. Oh, there she is. No, I, no idea what just happened, but thank you, and I apologize for the interruption. Oh, okay, no problem. All of a sudden, all of a sudden it just hung up. So they have Biden sitting in, in, in the front of the camera. And you know what, Danielle? I'm going to send you this. I'd love to hear what Joe Biden was mumbling right at that moment. So I will put that in um, the green room. If you could just play this short little clip of our erstwhile president, it would be interesting to see what he was saying from his little fake stage. Go ahead. Okay, pulling it up now. And you ain't mm-hmm. left. Sorry. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, here we go. Okay, this is a. Hold on. No, it's taking me to a. Just while you're doing it, let me just let, let me just read you the the blurb that goes with it. You have time. Don't worry. It says Twitter erupted after Biden was spotted sitting in front of a digital projection window on Wednesday as he held a meeting with business leaders and CEOs on the need to raise the debt ceiling. Okay. So you don't necessarily have to play it. Some ridiculed Biden for using a literal game show set as president, while others accused him of deliberately trying to deceive Americans into thinking he was in the White House. Why does Joe Mm. Biden feel the need to use a fake White House set um, across the street from the actual White House? We don't know that's where it was, but like it was just weird. Okay. So they have him sitting in front of Biden received his COVID-19 booster shot on the set, build back better. Um, the reason by, okay, so Stephen Miller, former senior advisor of President Trump, claimed Biden only used the imitation White House set so he could read a script directly from a face on monitor. Okay, so it could, back then they knew that this man was not well. Okay. Um, other anomalies. That, okay, it, it's it's about the debt ceiling, Danielle, so you don't need to. Okay. Yeah, I but thought I do it was, see, I I thought wish, it was, this is one of those times where I really wish that we had video because mm-hmm. I, I see what, yeah. what you're, what you're saying. I see the blooms in the background and all of that. So, yeah. okay. All right, go ahead. Trump is sending envoy ambassador Richard Grinnell to Kosovo, Serbia to discuss agreement that originated during the Trump presidency. Grinnell has gone on multiple occasions as recently as March 6, 2022, so Grinnell is, is, you know, going out and doing Secretary of State stuff all over the country. Interesting. Mike Pence making international trips, visiting Israel. Uh, Mike Pompeo's international trips, visiting Taiwan. These are all things that make people continue to think that, that Joe Biden is, is a fake president, okay? Um, so who was in Taiwan while Pompeo was visiting? This is just human. Um, look who else was in Taiwan while Pompeo was visiting there. Coincidence or devolution? As the world focuses on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which watched the birdie, a delegation of former U.S. officials has signaled American support for another democracy that's coming under increasing pressure. So who else were there? Uh, Mike Mullen, Joint Chief of Staff Mike Mullen, and um, a lecturer from Taiwan. So there was a whole bunch of people there. And this, this is all after supposedly Joe Biden was uh, in, inaugurated. Who knows? 
Um, the State Department is paying more than $2 million a, a month to provide 24-hour security for Mike Pompeo. He's not, in the, he's not in the Biden administration, so why are they doing that? Um, Trump extending Secret Service protection to Mnuchin, Meadows, and O'Brien when he left office. So that's kind of an anomaly. When you, you, of course, this, the president gets Secret Service pr- protection, but not ex-cabinet members. Interesting. Um, let's see. What else? There's, oh, my God. I'm not going to read all of these, but there's a lot. Um, a lot of anomalies. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to read just a little bit of this article to tell you why I'm, why this is exciting me today, and then I'm going to let Ty take it away. Um, he starts off explaining uh, John Harold Patel Patriot why he went, did devolution. He said, "When I was growing up, my household had three vehicles. This was before I, the elder of eldest of three, was even close to driving." My father drove his Chevy Blazer, my mother drove her minivan, and the third car was an ancient, rickety, Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme (laughs) with no power steering. While the Oldsmobile would eventually become my first car, that's not why my parents purchased it. They had that beater for one reason and one reason only. It was the backup plan. If the Blazer or minivan were to have issues or breakdown, they still had to get to work and drive us kids all over town. The Oldsmobile was the continuity of transportation plan that would keep essential day-to-day operations of the Patriot household going if we lost one of the other two vehicles. Our own government has similar backup plans, (coughs) though they are far more complex. The umbrella term for these backup plans is continuity of government. If an emergency occurs that disrupts the normal operations of our government, these COG, continuity of government plans are ready to make sure the essential functions of our government continue to be carried out. For example, an enemy government nukes Washington, D.C. What would our country do? Without a backup plan, things would quickly turn to chaos. The devolution series is based on the idea that Donald Trump implemented some some form of a COG plan in the face of a different kind of emergency, a stolen election. Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution requires the president to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. As commander-in-chief of our armed forces, the president is charged with the responsibility of protecting and defending the United States. The first fact you need to understand is that Donald John Trump would have been derelict in his duty as president of the United States and commander-in-chief of the military to allow the election to be stolen and Joe Biden installed as president. Throughout the devolution series, I have linked and sourced every claim with facts and do my best to go into painstaking detail. On the rare occasion that I speculate, I tell you that's what I'm doing, only, and only do so based on the facts available at that time. The devolution series is constantly evolving, and new data points are emerging every day. The idea is that Donald John Trump put, these <clears throat> put this continuation of government plan into place because our election was interfered with by foreign interference. The reason why that's important now, because everybody was like, oh, that's crazy, that's not possible. But now we find out that our CIA was interacting with the Five Eyes to take him out in the first place. So it doesn't seem that much of a stretch, does it? Well, especially Um, when they, when, when, of course, okay. So again, they always mm-hmm. accuse you of what they're doing. Of what they're right? doing. How can they fix yeah. their yeah. faces? 
to say, oh, that's crazy that a foreign government would help, you know, to take out a president, when that's exactly what they were accusing him of. What they were doing the entire time. Precisely. Entire time. And he said, it's in order... In order to understand why Trump may have implemented something like devolution, there you go, Danielle, you need to know who he was up against. Trump was fighting against a global criminal enterprise that he labeled the political establishment. He called them out directly in one of his final campaign speeches from October of 2016. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt – now, when I say corrupt, I'm talking about totally corrupt – political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. There's nothing the political establishment will not do, no lie they won't tell, to hold their prestige and power at your expense. And that's what's been happening. Boy, are those prescient words, aren't they? Look what they did to him the entire time he was in in office. Look what they did to him to get him out of there. They killed a couple of million people to get him out of there by introducing covid over a fucking election. That's right. So, he he said there is no they were going to do that anyway. They just he just kind of mm-hmm. got it, got yeah. in the way, really. But. So okay, okay, Ty. Perhaps yes, because yes. But the truth is that they had to speed things up because of this man. Right. So exactly. No, no, they would have killed more. They would have killed a lot more, and he got in their way of killing people. That's kind of what they're upset about. But <laughs> <laughs> he got to stop also- them from doing all that. Yeah, he also publicly said that he was taking quercetin, or was there? I guess there's another name for that. He said he was taking some uh, different kinds of treatments besides the vaccine when he got it. Yes, and that he yeah. Once they labeled, once they said they they they, they dehumanized as being horse tranquilizer, that's not what it was. They just didn't want you to have oh, a vaccine. And remember, they, they talked about bleach. They just didn't he want was you telling to people it. to. In- yeah, they, they, he was telling people to inject bleach into their system. He didn't say that. This is none of those things exactly. were said. Yeah, none of those things were okay, said. He so said they used the medicine that was already FDA approved and already on the thing to treat it. They just didn't want yeah. you to know that. So then they were like, "He said to drink bleach." You know, they dumbed it down for people that were on paying the attention. list. Yeah, kind of like the whole coyote <laughs> thing. When they're like, "You mean actual coyotes?" No, dear, you're not paying attention. <laughs> like, give anyone second. Let, let me let me say one. Okay, so I watched pretty much everything that there was as far as press briefings, um, and you know uh, during COVID, and um, I definitely watched the the briefing live live even um, uh, when he said when this bleach thing came up. What happened mm-hmm. right before that was that um, the I want to say it was uh, Health and Human Services. Um, had ta- you know been given uh, the the COVID virus, and they were like you know basically their objective was to figure out what killed it, right? And so right. this is really early on, and um, so the the you know there was a press briefing going on right before that, saying what killed it, the things that killed it was uh, were heat and sunshine, mm. heat and sunshine. Um, and so instead of saying, okay, well, now we need to change policies. Now we need to tell people to get out into the sunshine. Now we need to reopen the steam rooms. You know, now we need to do these kind of things to help because that's what kills it, right? Um, the, the first question. That was too soon for them. That was too soon for them. They didn't right, want it exactly. to die yet. So the first question <sighs> from the press 
pool was, are you really telling people that they need to inject themselves with bleach? And I was like, what? Right. What? Who what? said that? What? That's, that's weird. That's weird. That's a leading question. Somebody's trying to change mm. the subject. I yeah, knew that's, that's it. That's called a straw or a non sequitur. It's like something you just completely would, go off, hit, off hinge tangent. It's nothing. That's not exactly. how you are in your remedial debate. And wouldn't it's you know it, all the headlines about that very important press conference after that was Trump said inject bleach. Trump said For weeks. Oh They're God. still oh saying it. They're yes. still saying it. Okay. So devolution was- says that because of COVID, Trump was a wartime president. Trump even said himself, speaking to reporters in the Oval Office of the White House on Wednesday, Mr. Trump said, we went through the worst attack we've ever had on our country. Pay attention to the words he used. COVID was an attack. This yeah. is the worst attack we've ever had. This is worse than Pearl Harbor. This is worse than the World Trade Center. They've, there's never been an attack like this. And it should have never happened, could have been stopped at the source, could have been stopped in China. <laughs> One correction I'd, stopped, ha- I'd right. like to say, though, is that we've been in wartime for quite a long time. We're bo- currently bombing, yes. well, at that time, seven countries. Yes. Okay. So, so uh, right. But, but the way that Trump looked at this was that his country had been attacked by a foreign government, the Chinese. Okay. And so he called himself a wartime president. This is how... And Ty's, I know, going to nail it with a lot of the stuff that he's going to bring, is the why he made a bunch of changes and why devolution has – there's a lot of uh, things that really make sense that, that all of this time, these last few years, that ever since they stole this election from us, that he's, he never surrendered his authority. Um, uh, he, he says it over and over again that he is a, a wartime president. Okay, so th- this is when they really brought it. Okay, first thing they did was they censored everything. They censored everything we wanted to know about COVID-19, terrified the, the entire country. There's still people wearing masks outside. There you go with your heat and sunlight, Danielle. There's still people walking around outside with masks because – because the information was censored so thoroughly about what kills it. They didn't want us Mm -hmm. to know. They wanted us to stay scared. They wanted us to stay cowering in our homes so they could steal an election. And and they told you, they told us what they did in that Time magazine article where they fortified the election. They fortified the election by – uh, on so many fronts, it's not even it, it's not even funny. Okay, they it, it, they stole this election, and I I will never stop saying it. There are millions of us that believe it. As a matter of fact, did you guys see the exit in South Carolina last night? CNN was having a conniption fit. They said only 32% of the people got it right. 70-something percent or 60-something percent of people believe that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. It didn't work. There are literally millions of people in this country that know what these people did to us. Mm -hmm. And, And wait and see. Wait and see what's going to happen because he's your next president, and you're going to find out some stuff that is make you going to go, wow, we think we know a bunch now. Just wait. It's coming. I'm going to sign off, 
And uh, does anybody have any questions about the stuff that I shared today? I would love to hear, to see, to read that. Um, did you say it was Life Magazine or what, what the article that they were talking Time about? Time Magazine. Time, you want, yeah. me to, want me to bring it? Uh, uh, okay, yeah, that's a, it's, it's not a long article. Oops. It's not a long <laughs> article. Time. I should have brought that one up. The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election. Oh, I remember that. A weird thing happened right before the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take this to the streets, which that's another thing that they did to steal the election. They, they bullied everybody. They said, look, we're going we're gonna to riot in the streets if Donald Trump wins, remember? And be afraid. Look what we just did with George Floyd. It's going to be 10 so times worse than 20, that. Oh, okay. So I was going to um, say, what's the year on that one? 2020 by Molly okay. Ball. It was written February 4th, 2021 right after the inauguration. They told us, look, if you let Donald Trump win this election, we're going to riot. Antifa was going to riot in the street. They were going to kill people. They were going to burn buildings down. There was all kinds Mm -hmm. of information where they said they threatened us. Mm -hmm. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended. Remember how they, the eerie quiet descended? They silenced our voices. As President Trump refused to concede, the response was not mass action but crickets. Mm-hmm. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster. A second <laughs> odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede. To the president, some, something felt amiss. It was all very, very strange, Trump said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. There was a conspiracy unfolding mm-hmm. behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Pay attention. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as sort of an implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. The handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted. For more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives 
scrambled to shore up Americans' institution as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate, separate from the Biden campaign, you notice they make that point, and crossed ideal, ideological lines with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. The scenario, the shadow campaigners, were, they call themselves shadow campaigners, were desperate to stop, was not a Trump victory, it was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all, a failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that had been a hallmark of America since its founding. Okay, so this is a long article, but the idea is they tell you what they did. They tell I'm, you I'm in that they, they censored us. They, they, the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election based on access to the group's inner workings, never before seen documents and interviews with dozens of those involved across the political spectrum. It is the story of an unprecedented, creative, and t- determined campaign whose success also reveals how close the nation came to disaster. Every attempt to interfere with the proper outcome of the election was defeated. Every, uh, says Ian Basin, co-founder of Protect Democracy, a nonpartisan rule of law advocacy group. But it's massively important for the country to understand that it didn't happen accidentally. The system didn't work magically. Democracy is not self-executing. So so these (laughs) people admitted what they did. They bragged about it. He spent Mm -hmm. months pondering scenarios and talking to experts. It wasn't hard to find liberals who saw Trump as a dangerous dictator. So it's okay if we steal it. Dangerous, right? Right. I'm going to post this article in the Seeds of Change. um, um, Should I put it in Seeds of Change or Green Room? Wherever. Yeah, Seeds of Change, please. That's something everybody should see. It it is. It, it, take the time to read it. I did at the very beginning. I'm like, oh my god, these assholes just told us how how they did it and who did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they told us that they protected us from ourselves because we just weren't smart enough to understand just what an autocrat this guy was, and that they had to they had to save us from ourselves. That's always what supposedly. That's that's the entire that's the ethos of their entire existence is that we're too dumb to take care of ourselves, so therefore they have to do right. it for us. Right. That's exactly mm-hmm. it, Ty. Okay, so I, I re- highly recommend a, a read of Devolution. Definitely want you should recommend that you read this article from Time Magazine. Um. Uh, and um, I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Praying okay. Medic on Twitter, if you want to know stuff, he's a really smart guy. Sounds like we need to uh, follow Patel Patriot and Just Human. Um, I have been I've been following them on Telegram, but I didn't know they were on here. Um, so I look forward to. Do you guys have any questions before I log off today? Oh, I just wanted to say that what I was looking for the word I was looking for was hydroxychloroquine. Quercetin right. mm-hmm. is the natural version of that. So. Here's a little something from May 18th, 2020. President Trump says he's taking the controversial drug hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malaria drug that he's repeatedly promoted in treating coronavirus. So that's kind of interesting to think about how he was totally going against the grain 
and just right. being public. Yes. Take these alternative <laughs> means. That everybody else took and were, and were told to take, but somehow now he's doing it, so now it must be wrong. That's how they, and they silenced anyone that says, hey, you know what, that stuff worked. Okay, that's it. Your account's taken down. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. How Mike dare Ben you know? said, <laughs> the, yep, the two most censored events in United States history were the co- were COVID and the 2020 election. Boy, think about how those kind of yep. go together, right? Yep. Oh, for um, sure. So I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Um, I want you to uh, have a wonderful week, if, unless anybody has any questions. I'll put the, I put devolution in um, in the Seeds of Change. I put the Time uh, Magazine article in Seeds of Change. And okay. um, if you have any questions, we can kick. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more of it next week. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. All right. You guys have you. a great week. We love you. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. Okay. So I don't think Mom has ever seen. Uh, sixth sense. I'm assuming every other rational, normal adult has seen <laughs> sixth sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's when when she was reading that article. That's what I kept like thinking of in my mind. It's like when you when you lived it the first time, you have to watch Sixth Sense twice. Am I right? It's two different movies. Yeah. When you see it from the first time to the second. Yeah, Say that again? It's one of those. You know what's funny is I watched it in Italy dubbed into Italian, and I don't speak Italian, but I had a friend there who was, like, kind of loosely translating it for me. So I I should see it three times probably. Yeah. Well, and I don't think, you know, I don't really feel bad doing a spoiler alert, um, you know, since the movie's so old. But when you, when you watch it the first time, um, it, it just – seems different because you know he, you just think that he's a therapist and he's you know counseling this boy who is seeing dead people and the plot twist at the end is that he is a dead person right he's dead mm-hmm. he was dead throughout the whole movie and when you watch it the second time you you see things like you know having dinner with anniversary dinner with his wife he's like oh i'm so sorry i'm late sits down and and she says happy anniversary and gets up and walks away. Well, she's just a, a, a widow at this point, you know, grieving, right? And there's a lot of these kind of things throughout the whole movie um, where the second time you watch it, it's like it's very clear that he's a ghost. Very clear, mm-hmm. right? But at first you thought nobody liked him. You're like, well, nobody likes this guy. Oh, you're not here. I see. <laughs> you can't be exactly seen. I understand right. now. I understand. So, mm. so – back to this times article it's like if somebody actually fell for this the first time this this you know uh, that the election wasn't stolen you know i mean at covid after that but but let's just stick with the election wasn't stolen um when coupled with things like this article where they just flat out tell you what they're going to do they have to tell us right ty they have to tell us yep they have to. right so coupled with these kinds of things, like this Time article that they're like, yep, we stole it. You know, it was that this is it. And they put it in such poetic words. I feel like if people fell for it the first time, um, once they realize 
what happened, what actually did happen. Oh, oh my God, this article, it says it right there, right? Like there's going to be so mm-hmm. many of these little clues once people wake up and realize they've been duped. It's amazing. This is, yeah. we do live in amazing times. Yes. You fool me once, yeah. shame on me, but fool me twice. It's like, yikes. Um, right? I was, I know that we're going to talk about right now, and I also want to talk about one of the lawsuits. I okay. saw a really good segment on Trump's property and how it's being undervalued by the judge in in New York. Can't, yeah. Okay. I can't think of her name. What's her name? His name. And um, let me oh, see. Some judge white dude. Let me see. Um, Right, but there's another, there's a lady, of course, they're fronting it with a woman of color because that's more. Oh, that's the DA, popular. I think. I think okay. that's the DA. This is so or funny. AG, is it? It might be the AG of New York. Let me see. Yeah, and she's threatening to take away his property to pay the yeah. million dollars in fines undervalued as property if, anyway let me just when whenever you're ready i really want to share this because that property cost i think it it was it cost quite a bit to build in the 1920s yeah leticia james leticia james this is just ludicrous that this whole entire thing is a farce that case can't it cannot stand because yeah. the property was costing millions of dollars when it was built in the 20s. For and we're talking about Mar-a-Lago, right? He's under va- they got to try. <laughs> they got to like do even property, They get desperate when they want to win. They get real desperate. Property without anything built on it is costing in the ballpark of what he was paying Mar-a-Lago costs. Like he was not overvaluing it. No, nope. crazy. Well, anyway, he was, just, he was just doing natural business, which people refuse to acknowledge, because then that would mean that he's not the villain they want him to be, because they really need him to be a villain. They specifically oh. need it at all costs and hazards. They need it. It has to be the Wonderland it's logic to get there. So. Yeah, they need that totally right. It's amazing. And then maybe we can also talk a little bit about that Annie Willis thing going oh, on. Oh yeah, that's and hilarious. Yeah, that's that's just pure comedy. About that. So yeah, whenever um, we whenever we want to circle back, just let me know. Okay, all right, Jen. Um, oh, so the the only thing that I want to talk about, like just really quick, that I just want to put this out into the universe because I think everybody kind of agrees with this, but they haven't really like articulated it in their their minds a hundred percent. What in the actual fuck is a New York judge doing? prosecuting a case, a civil case, albeit, on the value of a of property in Florida. I think it's because he was going to take out a loan based on that or something like that. Okay, okay. So we're sure. saying that the, that the banks are located in New York and that's how they have jurisdiction? Yeah, it's something like... Taxes or getting a loan for development, some like he was misrepresenting himself because he's a develop. He was a developer. Well, but but what I'm saying is like the jurisdiction yes. of this. 
it, it does it lie in a, um, a a judge that's from New York that resides in New York that practices law in New York uh, and not real estate law like he's not an investor he's not a developer he's you know he's not an appraiser you know n- none of that right gets it um, goes to Florida finds a property in in Florida that he bought in the 90s 80s 90s anybody this was <laughs> I, don't know. I mean I mean they, they complicated a lot you know what I mean so well but well exactly right exactly right how in how in the world has first of all um what the statute of limitations not run out on this he would have ran out for murder not really but like you know rape yeah, so many things that 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 this statute of limitation would have run out on. They did not well, allow well, statute any limitations does run out on everything but fraud. Like fraud yeah, they didn't allow fraud, fraud any expert. Exactly. They didn't allow any expert witnesses. You know that? No expert witnesses mm-hmm. allowed. Yeah. No real estate anything. Yep. And the judge appraised the <laughs> judge just took it upon himself as the expert of all things, apparently, to a Praise Mar-a-Lago at eighteen million dollars, and and keep in mind too. And I'm sorry that I'm I'm monopolizing here, but <laughs> I'm sorry. But we're no, also talking me. about a, a judge in Manhattan, if I, if I'm correct. Is, is is it was it a Manhattan judge? Um, I, I don't know. She might have been. I'm not sure about her. Well, I, I know more about her than no, the no. Florida one. So, well, the, well yeah, the, the attorney general is different than the person, the, the old white Democrat who prosecuted the or, or judged over the case and, and gave the ruling of that of that ridiculous amount. Um, that judge would not allow anything to, you know, it, you know, to, for experts, to, no experts could come in and testify. And so he's basically mm-hmm. claiming that he's the expert right in Manhattan when properties are mm-hmm. the highest in the country perhaps one of the highest in the world right mm-hmm. and he thinks yeah, that, yeah and he can't understand that prime real estate like you know is at a at a <laughs> premium no this is there is no way that this is that this was fair i'm sorry go ahead okay i'm gonna just quote this segment that i wanted to play but really i mean this kind of says it all it took four years and eight million to build mar-a-lago when it was finished in January 1927, her architect, Joseph Urban, set designer for the Zigfield Follies, had created a huge two-story ochre stucco mansion that many architectural critics considered a monstrosity. So $8 million to build in 1927 over a period of four years. What would that cost today? Way more than twice as much. I, this is just... <laughs> So that's how like, like, you know it's a technicality. It's not like there's an actual because once again there's no crime here because everybody's doing the same thing. That's why that's why everyone's like, why are you? Why are all these real estate agent people nervous now? I'm like, because you prosecuted someone for something that everyone else is also doing. As we say, everyone don't, else don't propose web right because once you propose weapons against someone, as we always say, any weapon you propose will be used but on you. Didn't they say, be very cautious. Be very cautious okay, about that. Saying that he overvalued his property in order to. Correct capitalize on it so yes what did he say it was worth <laughs> do you guys know probably a couple I million think... more than it actually was 
because that's and the, you, the banks agree to that. I mean, that's what everybody does. That's what yeah. everybody does. Yeah. And who's to say? Who's to say what it's worth? That is completely subjective. Well, the bank is. Well, the people who pay, people who buy it, that's, that's, why, that's why the whole point of this is that the whole funny part about it is that it has to be a crime. Crime, by legal definition, means there has to be a victim. There is no victim. The people that they're trying to represent as a victim want to work with this person again. So they're trying to speak for the people that don't agree with them so that they can have a case. They're, you see what I'm saying? They're reaching. They're forcing a case where there isn't one because they want to get it. So it doesn't have to be rational or logical. It just has to be technical on the, you know, on the merits of technicality. That's what they're trying to – because they don't have any actual case against them. They never have. They're just trying to get them on anything possible. I told you, they're desperate. They'll do anything. They're ruthless. They'll go for his family, yeah. his, his assets, anything they can to kind of stumble block him. That's, that's what they'll do. You know what I mean? So, but, I mean, logically, they don't have anything. But it will rebound on them. As they've seen, it's rebounding because now New York real estate investors are like, oh, bye. Oh, but you're not right. going to come for me now? You absolutely will come for me. You, you set a horrible precedent. Once you set precedent, COVID vaccine, you can't undo precedents, you said. You can't undo them. Now you have to deal with the karmic right. repercussions of the things you do. There's karmic laws, too, everyone, just so you understand. We're going to cover the 12 laws of karma after we're done with this. But yeah. <laughs> oh, so here's if people want to play the karma game, the... I don't think they're going to like it, but we're going we're gonna to cover it. So well, okay, and then um, from, the, from the segment really fast. On Zillow, there's 2.3 acres on sale with no buildings on it, just completely empty oceanfront property like Mar-a-Lago for $200 million. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like he probably – Is that overvalued a bit? Maybe. Because <laughs> they're buying for the potential of something, not the actuality of it. So. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That is so okay. Um, that's also I'd why like China's, to play... That's why China's biggest real estate developer is also bankrupt because they don't even buy. They don't even build the properties. They just buy the potential of something that might happen. Don't build it, leave it vacant, and then they end up in bankruptcy for that reason. So... Right. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So let me let me play really quick. This is just a quick clip of Kevin O'Leary on CNN. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saw this this week, but um, or heard this this week. But I, I just I want to play it because this is just another developer a new york developer that is that has no like name recognition um being interviewed about this 355 million now it's closer to 400 million i think um judgment so yeah, here we go in- with it, exactly with interest so here we go three two one wouldn't there be many companies who would not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? Oh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's... that's what... <laughs> sorry, excuse me, what fraud? <laughs> 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 that's the play, to be honest. That's, that's, yes, that's it. That's a, that was the best response. Excuse me? Hilarious. <laughs> you corporate stooge, excuse me? I don't think so. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, I could talk about this more, but like, good lord, I think we just, I think we just won the case with, you know, going with a simple Zillow search. Um, that mm-hmm. first article about the original 1920s um, <laughs> price tag, and right? Then, and Kevin O'Leary. People in the law world were laughing about this. They thought this was hysterical, but they did this. Yeah. I'm like, you guys see how stupid you just embarrass yourself on the world stage. Do you see yourself right now? So right. if these right. people could be shamed, <laughs> it'd be nice if they could be, but they wouldn't do this if they could feel shame. They don't feel any shame at all. 
But it's like, yeah. honey, this is laughably stupid. So how many? How okay? Yeah. Just a quick question for both of you: How much do you think that Trump collected in campaign donations off of that ruling? Oh, and, yeah, right. But he Mil- can't use that to pay the fine, can he? And he has he has to pay the fine before he can contest it. That's what he said. No, there so has to be a bond to put up. He, he yeah, has to put a up bond. a bond. Yeah, he he okay. posted a bond. Because mind you, he can still he can still, he can still file an appeal. He can still file an appeal yeah. and win because it's, not just because somebody you know makes a ruling and a judgment doesn't mean that ruling is correct. You can still appeal it. Like, because there's no there's no criminal. As I said, there's, who's the victim here? Who's the victim? You have Here's nobody the, to right, place right, a victim right. in. So he can appeal that and win. Very, but mind you, so, also his shoes sold out alone in millions. He can pay that off. Yeah. He's a multimillionaire. He can get it. Like it's, you're not stopping this person with this idiotic ruling. It's not going to happen. You're just well, delusional. Well, correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. But, Here's but a little happened, info okay. about it hold that, on, I, hold on. that I just earmarked also about, really about this exact Sure. Okay, go ahead. Um, breaking. The clerk in Manhattan Supreme Court has just officially filed Justice Arthur N. Goran's February 16th ruling against Trump and his former top executives about an hour ago after 3 p.m. The total amount is more than $454 million with interest. This will increase by 87500 daily until Trump pays. Note, Trump has said he will ap- appeal the ruling but can't do so without putting up the cash. New York Attorney General Letitia James has vowed to seize Trump's assets, including his buildings in New York, if he cannot pay off. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what that means. If that means he has to pay the entire amount before he can appeal, who, who could do that? If that's how you appeal, then there's no justice in this country. No, exactly right. Well, exactly you can right. appeal, but, but also we're in, the, so we're in the land of social media now. So Letitia James can also be doxxed herself. We can come for her assets as well <laughs> and sue yeah. her. So if she, wants to, if she wants to play this game, she can play it, but I don't think she's going to like it. So she's acting yeah. unconstitutionally right now. So I don't know if she wants to play that, but there's a lot of people now that think they can play it, and then later, as Fannie James found out, or Fannie Willis found out, you're not going to like that game when you're when you're on the hot you know, I'm sorry, are you oh, a human? I guess your skeleton might come out of the closet, too. You might want to watch it. Make sure all your ducks are in a row before you start coming for people. So... Well, right. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course, this information is hard to find, but I did kind of, I did follow this a little bit uh, this week. It is very interesting that they're like, you know, they, they give. I mean, they give people so much time to pay certain things, right? But let let me just like bring it down to to earth a little bit because we're talking about astronomical numbers. But another another like comparison to this is let's say that you have um, you rent an apartment. And um, you have a lease that says that you have to pay a certain amount of money. Lease, judgment, kind of, the, you know, the, the same thing, but especially once you get a judgment. Um, let's say that this apartment complex has, um, uh, has bed bugs and you, have, you incur a tremendous cost um, of, uh, you know, cleaning and sterilizing and, and exterminate, exterminating all of these things, right? Um, and... In California, I don't know where it is, you know, you know, if it's like this everywhere, but in, in California, we have to be provided a, a habitable living condition if we're going to um, go and uh, if we're going to rent an apartment from somebody, right? So um, if I feel that I, and bed bugs, bugs in general are part of this, 
um, you know, habitable living condition. Um, so if, if I am unsatisfied and, you know, that the uh, property complex hasn't compensated me well enough, um, I am going to put all of my, or fix the, or fix the problem or, or any of that. I'm going to put money into a bond and, um, and I'm going to, um, and nobody's going to be able to, to say, well, look, I was just not paying my rent. You know, it's, it's here, um, you know, ready to go if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I want to take this to court. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. part of a defense and, and, and it stops interest. Right. So that's such astronomical interest, um, on Trump's case. Mm -hmm. There's such astronomical interest that putting it in a bond stops that, that interest. He, he's basically paid his fine, but I'm going to put it in a bond until mm-hmm. my appeal. Now, Letitia James, yeah. of course, is like, nah, if you can't pay that right now, um, then we're going to tack on 86, what was it, $87,000 million a day. $800 million. Um. Yeah. <laughs> $87,500 a day. Yeah, right. So so basically what, what he's doing is he's saying, look, I, I'm paying it. I'm, I'm paying the fine, but I, I want to put it in a bond until appeal. And they're like, basically, you're, you can't appeal um, unless you want to start giving up buildings. Um, mm. until you put the money in a bond, and then you can. So we'll put the money in a bond, and if you lose, then you owe it to us. If not, then then you get it back. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Wow. That's, yeah, so that's yeah. what he's, he's stopping the bleeding. Which, and the bleeding, I don't think, will be that ma- won't be as massive as people think they are because like they're they're making a lot of threats, but what they're doing is they're coming after his public assets because they can't go after his private stuff. I mean, that's what the private estate trust is. They can't the government nor anyone else can touch your money. It's your money. So <laughs> you can go after the public commerce all day, but the private shit it's his. So you're not you're not touching that. So so regardless, he already has the money. You're not gonna you're not gonna get him on that. But but, the, but this will slow his campaign down, which is the whole point. That's also why. Um, mm-hmm. Haley's still there. Haley is there as an opposition runner only to slow up his progress. That's the only, that's the only functional reason he's there. They're trying to drain the, the Republicans' money from yeah. him to her. So, Can you imagine if this put Trump in jail, what a joke that would be? All of these well, little well, pieces I can't put him are in jail. each individually a joke. And, yeah, and they so can't put it in jail, in jail because it's civil, not criminal. Yeah, it's civil. It's not a criminal case. It's a civil case. They, they're, 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 they're talking to people as if it's a criminal case, but it isn't because, once again, yeah. crime involves a victim. There is no victim. So it's just they want people to think that there is. So because they roll around they narratives. That's what they, they have narratives. So. Amendment. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel. Sorry. Ugh. Nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. There goes the Eighth Amendment. Even that same side is now pitching the 22nd Amendment. Of, These congressmen need term limits. They're like, well, you're not honoring the first, second, or fourth, and now the Eighth Amendments. But now we're going to honor the 22nd? Uh, sit down. Hmm. <laughs> well, they've been trying Here's to chip right. away at these rights for a long time, all of them. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Is that, like, well, they, they like the rights only when they work in their favor. But when they don't, they're like, well, now we don't need – now that document's irrelevant. It doesn't it doesn't to me when you want to persecute conservatives and right-wing people. 
then you love that document. But the moment it doesn't work in your favor, <laughs> because it's not a dictatorship, you have to work with these people. They're like, oh, well, we like coexisting all until we have to do it. Moving on. Um, yeah, it takes a dictator to save the democracy. We have to have the dictators saving us from the dictator of Trump. <laughs> yeah, we have a dictator to save us, from save, us from our, save us from ourselves and other dictators. So I'm like, cool. Uh, <laughs> cool story. <laughs> We need this totalitarian government to save you from the other supposed totalitarian government that we said was totalitarian. Well, that's what they, I mean, that's, that's they abuse language. We're going to go into that. That's what it is. Like the FBI, like why would we solve crime and you can pay us to pretend to solve crime? Like that's how they operate. <laughs> that's how they work. It's really funny that people don't see that. It's really funny. You can pay us to create crimes and then save you guys from them. Yeah, no, yeah, and save you guys from the crimes that we created and allowed and caused on purpose. Because otherwise, how do we have a job or a function? There you go. Yeah, we got to be relevant. It's a, exactly. It's a self-created job. It's a, that's, what, that's what a criminal enterprise is. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Just like, uh, just like the drug companies creating. No, no, no all industries. All industries are criminal enterprises by definition. All industries, criminal enterprises. So. All industries are criminal by what did you just say? Every single one. By definition. Well. They are. Industries. That's exactly what they are. They're supposed to be that way. <laughs> they're supposed that's the function because they're corporations. They're dead entities. Their only duty is to make money. They're not here to do anything for you. That's, well, that's, that is yeah. the legal function of a of a of a corporation. A legal fu- their only legal function. Their only jurisdiction to is to do money. that. So Yeah. I mean, Online. they can do things for you. They can, but they have no legal re- – I mean, they have no – it is not their legal responsibility to do that. You know, their legal responsibility is only to make money, only. That's it. The most money is possible. So that's why well, they're dead. Other they're, not, they're not supposed to be ruling without, in, without interest of human life. Exactly, because, they, because, because they're not yeah. living. So they're not, they're not, they can't control or dictate or tell as, – as dead entities, they have no jurisdiction over you or your body or anything else unless you appease them, unless you acquiesce to them. So that's, that's how the contract laws the work. Because people don't take that into consideration. They have the protection of an LLC, but the freedom of an individual and the rights of an individual. Indeed. Well, in an italicized yeah. letter, this is all about this is all about sentence diagramming, which we'll go into in quantum language and right. syntax. That's what they use. They use they use language magic. So right. Well, and that's like that's why it's so interesting with like like okay. So think about like the Sackler family, right? It's like what they they did, the number of people that their product killed, you know, they should have the death penalty. They're like the biggest serial killers in human history, to be honest, that's what the Sackler family did. But but since the laws passed that corporations are people, it, you know, all of that um, liability went on to the corporation, fell onto the corporation. And so all you could do is have a, have a monetary civil um, judgment, right? That's why they got, you know, so many people got, um, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the settlement was so big. It was hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that's the only, like, that's the value of a corporation. And now all of a sudden this family can, you know, kill it at, at will, knowing that all they're going to have to do through their corporation um, is pay a fine. Their lives yeah. won't they, ever be they're willing sacrificed. To that. They're willing, they're, they're, there are people that factor that in. They're, they're, the cost of paying that is, is less than disbanding their business. 
So they'll, they'll take that brush. Yeah. Liability versus, this is liability versus asset. That's why Pfizer can still exist, even though they paid the biggest malpractice lawsuit in American history. They're still here. <laughs> They're willing to take that cost because of the future assets that will come from doing so. Right. So, and and yeah, that money like was, doubt, was like based Montana. on killing millions of people. Mm-hmm. But it's just like when Monsanto would have like a chemical leak and they wouldn't take yes. responsibility for it. And then they just pay a fine afterwards, even though people in the neighborhood were getting cancer and dying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Including just look at Aaron They just have to focus their money on PR anymore. and then, you know, they, they focus on branding and then they can come back again and people will forget because the, the populace has a very short memory. So. True. Or you can yeah, just rebrand. It's easier to right? ask forgiveness. Well, okay, but what about, okay, let's talk about Monsanto for one second. Where are they? Poof, they're gone. Bayer. They just changed their name. They're Bayer now. Yeah, but Bayer, That's right, they merged with Bayer. Yeah, for that reason, PR, because Monsanto was getting a bad name, so they changed their name, just like BlackRock. Poof, it's gone. Nobody even remembers anymore. And if you do, try to sue them. They're gone. That person does not exist anymore. Yep. That is mm-hmm. no longer exists. See how they do it? That's how they do it. That's how they do it. That's why we keep trying to tell them. There are 140 steps ahead. Of, as, you, as, as she was mentioning, when they were like, we're going to riot and blah, blah, blah. Rioting doesn't do anything. They don't care about riots. They own your resources. They own your resources, dear. You don't think they thought about you rioting before? Of course they did. They don't care. Because you still have to go to work tomorrow. You still have to drink water. You still have to eat. You still need a place to live. At the end of the day, you're going to back down because you don't have a choice. You're dependent. <laughs> Where's Black Lives Matter today? Nowhere. Because they had no function. That was the whole point. They were drained. All they did was out themselves as the reactionaries they were, invalidate themselves, and now have to sit home every day eating Chipotle. They can't do anything. They have no say. They're dependent. That's the whole problem. They made yeah, dependent on purpose. White, so. But a bunch of white people still has the flag in their yard. Fine. Yep. So they did their well, job. We're now we finally realize anyone who does anything like that, that, that thinks they can champion through violence, I'm like, I don't know why you think they're not prepared or want you to do that. As if that has anything right. to do with contract law. It has nothing to do with the contracts with your signature on it that you acquiesced yourself to. You're in you're in debt contract with these people. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly that's technically what the Constitution is. The debt contract. So and just about how you how you navigate through contracts that you yourself didn't write, which then people were like, why isn't this favorite? It's because you didn't write it. You signed a contract written by someone else for you. So that's kind of the problem. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I mean, you're never going to have the leading – you're never going to have things in your favor as long as you sign things that are okay, not written you for guys, you against I'm you. I'm sorry. Breaking so, news right now. I have hmm. about 15 parrots in the tree right in front of me. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it might get loud. I, I'll try to mute if I can, but they're, they're beautiful birds, but they fucking screech. Um, oh my God. There's so many parrots right out my window right now. I wish you guys were here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they're cool. redheaded parrots. They're so cool. I'm going to try to take a picture and put it in the chat. Keep going guys. I'm sorry. Total, total ADD moment. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, it's just the real world impinging on the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, as we talked about, this is all why it's so complicated. Because it is. It's, it's, it's a very – it's multi-leveled and multi-layered and not 
everything is true and not every you know there's different factions involved that are kind of working in tandem but they kind of seem against each other so, I mean, that's what I mean it's, it's a multifaceted thing it's not just as simple as the good guys or the bad guys there is no heroes or villains here like we're all we're, you know this, this is very complicated mm-hmm. it goes on for centuries it's centuries long of contract law upon contract law but they're hoping that if we don't do our due diligence and study this stuff, that we'll just become overwhelmed, give up morale, and then give up control to them. That's usually what they do. The whole point of bureaucracy is to kind of slow mm-hmm. these processes down and to make us, un, you know, because we get so caught up in it, we're like, oh, hell, I don't even want to learn that. I'm not even interested in learning all this. I'm like, I know. That's why they created the mm-hmm. Bar Association, the British Association of Registry, so they could train people in this word magic to speak on your behalf, so that you become a ward of the state, so that you're not representing yourself in court or in, or in the real world. But as you notice, all attorneys can only speak in past or future tense. They don't speak in the now. This is what we mean about grammar syntax. If you speak in the now, you're a living, sovereign being. If you speak in the past or, or, the, past or the future, you're a corpse. You're a dead entity, a, fix, a fictitious entity. Um, you know what I mean? So you don't really have any rights. You don't have any jurisdiction over real sovereign things. You don't have a flag. You don't have currency. You don't have language. So, and they try to downplay the people that do. So basically what it comes down to is a lot of these things, including elections, presidents, the court system that you have now, this is all actors. They're all acting. They're pretending to be a government. They're not a government. They're a corporation pretending to be a government. So there's the de facto government, which is them, and then there's the jure government, which is we the people. So it's very hard to – I mean, I've been studying this for seven years. I'm still at the very beginning of this bullshit. After what we all just talked about right now, all the things I've said, that's literally just the beginning of it. (laughs) That's how complicated it is in law. So – and that's just yeah, and they're counting on law. it. That's just regular not human law, not cosmic law, not like you know, not celestial law, not karmic law, which are way different. So they're counting on it to be so confusing that we will just leave it alone exactly. and say, "Oh, I'm too dumb. I can't Precisely. figure it out." They it's want us to give up. They're trying to give us to give up. They want us to you see why you guys, everyone, the, the theme has been, but they told us, or they have to tell us. That's why, because there's a contract which specifically discloses that they have to. They can't rule you without consent, period. They cannot. It is not factual right. for them to do so. That's it. And that's like a... requires consent. <laughs> it just does. People hate when I say it, but I will continue to say it. Slavery requires consent. It just does. So and people just don't like that. They don't like that they've appeased the dictator. Well, you have. And a lot of that is just, all, it's just karmic laws of people refusing to face themselves, but the rest of it is just them thinking that things are owed to them or obligated to them or, you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not taking any a- action or work or responsibility for anything. But then they're yelling at the people who are taking responsibility in a way that doesn't suit them. Well, they're not going to do that. That's not their responsibility to do. It's not their obligation to do that. So – Oh my it's gosh, just it's funny. crazy. It's crazy that people just, whatever they're being told, they well, just take it at face value and if, they get so upset. Because life about itself it. is not convenient or fair. And so whatever something is provided is convenient, they go, oh, violence. So they just reach for it, not realizing that convenience is usually entrapment. It's usually a trap. It's convenient that this person showed up out of nowhere to give me all the things I want. That's probably a trap. They probably want something, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what that is. Because, you know, we have to consider that as Americans because we're not used to that. We're like, oh, this is so convenient for us. I'm like, well, that's interesting because if we're bitching about life not being fair while there are kids in diamond mines in Haiti, then I don't think the convenience is really the issue here. You see? <laughs> Clearly we're missing a piece of the puzzle here. So, yeah. I just sent my cover down to go, to go take video. I, so, so I'm back. And it's up to like 25 okay. now. <laughs> I, I was just like – I hate that I always bring this stuff up, but there's this 
thing on Facebook called Fannie Willis Supporters. And oh, all Jesus these Christ. people are, like, posting in support of Fannie Willis right now. Like, one, there's this really attractive picture of Fannie Willis, and it says, describe district attorney Fannie Willis in one word. And there's, like, all these people who are saying strong, capable, um, one, one amazing. Second, guys. I'm, I'm going to – oh, never mind. Like I they just believe exactly what they're being told about. Oh, good birds. Yeah, they're being, they're being told, which is really, which is really sad. Like, did they watch the video of her in, on trial? I'm like, that's the dress she chose to wear to court, huh? You're on camera right now. Yikes. Oh, because anyway, um, so sad. I. <laughs> she looked well, like a melting gift. It was really sad. And anyway. then what they say, and then what they say is, well, she can have whatever boyfriend she wants. Who says she can't have a different, have a boyfriend? Like, they completely don't understand that the whole point is that if she hired somebody because she was, that was her boyfriend or she was, had a relationship with him and then hired him because they were close, that he was not qualified and then overpaid and then they go on vacations with the money. Like, that is a problem. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So yeah, so the problem would be, not that her boyfriend, the problem is that you paid with your boyfriend with your campaign funds to destroy other people and go on vacation, which is illegal. <laughs> See the problem yeah. there? So that, that's what we yeah. call a straw man or a non sequitur. They're changing the actual point to go to a point that has nothing to do with the actual topic. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get her on ethics. I think they're going to get her on stealing COVID funds. Yeah, they, that's but she, my used, she used she used funds. She misallocated funds incorrectly, as did Biden. That was the whole problem. It's not that he's not guilty also, of the things we charged him with. It's that he it was that he was too incoherent to testify. But he is guilty of treason empirically. That's all there is to it. He is factually guilty of it. So sorry, everybody that likes him and is like, but Donald Trump. No, no, Donald Trump was not tried for treason. Biden was. He's just incoherent and can't stay at trial. But he wasn't factually. He was proven in court to be guilty of treason. That's all there is to it. It's, there's no there's no contesting it. It's a court documented notarized record. Sorry. So I just so I don't know how to get people to understand. So. There's now a whistleblower coming forward and saying that she also misused funds for a program for underprivileged youth. And then when she went to Fannie Willis about it to talk to her and she recorded the conversation, she was fired. So that was just on the yeah, she's really going to get a lot of karma. Being a monster while you act like a monster. So, right, right. Well, that's why it's weird that everyone's so surprised. They're like, they were doing the thing that they accused other people of. I'm like, honey, that's literally Clinton 101. You accuse the people of doing the thing you're openly doing in way worse volume all the time. All the time. That's why it's yeah. funny. I mean, that's, been, that's literally been the theme since, since Donald Trump and before that. It's just... Black Lives well, Matter. Well, I think that was part of it. Black Lives Matter is yelling about an insurrection while they burn down a town. That's what it, like you're doing the thing. You're doing it right now. Do you see what you're doing right now? Yeah. It's really strange. Strange yeah. behavior. Corporations so, are taking over. Let's burn down this, this you know, black, you know, <laughs> small business. You know what I mean? Just for those cameras. Or, right, exactly. Or like, like mom and pop shops are are going to give you guys COVID. Now let's go hide for a minute. Walmart. Okay. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see that you can't keep Walmart open while shutting other? That's not. Well, Walmart is busier than those places. Do you understand how? 
like the logic doesn't follow. Make, make it make sense, as the young people right. would say. Make it make well, sense. And, and if people were so, brave enough to walk into a Walmart or a small business, they would know that, that how they handle um, a person with no mask on during COVID um, were completely different, right? Like if I walked into a small business, like I got the police called on me, literally the police called on me without a mask. When I walk into Walmart, <laughs> the Walmart greeter knew that what you were doing was fine. They asked if you wanted a mask, but when you said no thanks, they let you go by. Because Walmart lawyers know, like Walmart has a team of lawyers. They know what's going on. They know it. They they know that what's going on. They don't want to have to go through a a trial with a whole bunch of shit that they know is unconstitutional. They know they have no constitutional right to force you to do a thing. They can't do that. They're not going to do it. So, but yep. they're counting on us being too dumb to know those things. That's why, or, or anything involving corporations. That's why the, the news outlets that are like, they lie to us. They don't have to tell you the truth. They're corporations. They can tell you narratives all day. They don't have to give you truth at all. They're under no basis whatsoever as media outlets to give you the truth. They don't have to do that. They just don't. So don't. <laughs> it's just that people people trust implicitly on face value. Well, then that's your fault. You're the one who's being gullible. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I feel like uh, I feel like we kind of got off on a tangent. These are all basic things we have to get to because, like, even even if I were to do all the stuff that I had, like, that's going to take a long time because this is stuff that took years and years and years. Or, and as you see how complicated it was just to describe in the past half hour, I mean, it's so complicated, honey. I mean, the, the, it starts at the basis of language and how language works quantumly and then how they formed contracts with that language. From the past, and then now, and then how we're appeasing those contracts now, and then how those some of those contracts expired. Who bought those contracts now? How we're using them in the future? Like it's so complicated and messy. The people halfway through are just like, I give up. I can't do this. This is just, it's just way too. And, and we don't have enough time. You know what I mean? Like we're all working all the time. We don't have time for this. People don't have time to deal with this crap. They don't have time. They have yeah. their families. So right, right. So they count on. They try to drain you of, that's why they have the nine to five. They want you so tired and exhausted that by the time you know what's happening or even can do anything about it, you don't have any energy to do anything. You're just, right. you're just worn down by the society. It's, it's meant to do Silent that. weapons. So, silent weapons. Yeah, it's a weapon. It's a silent weapon for a quiet war, which is, which is continuous yeah. and never ending. It never right. ends. It's not going to. It's not going to. So, so. so that's why I kind of rolled my eyes about the wartime president thing. It's like we're, we're, we're definitely in war. And yeah. of course, there's, there's the military industrial complex, but that they don't, the military industrial complex isn't just for bombs, you know, like physical bombs, mm-hmm. like there are mental bombs um, and, and um, you know, ways to siphon off our energy that uh, so deep, you know, that you can't. Yeah. You can't well, isn't, that, isn't that what the good book says? Even the good book yeah. says you're not at wars with people, you're at wars with principalities. No, mm-hmm. you're, you're at wars with your wars you know with forces beyond our recognition these are these are demons and like these are things that are beyond human concepts you know what i mean it's, it's, right. these well, are karmic laws this is this is a spirituality war it's not a it's not a war of, meta- of materialism of any kind material wars material worlds have a limit <laughs> okay spirituality worlds yeah. are ongoing so yeah and talking about how deep it goes it's even in our food supply so it's in our bodies it's in our medicine we're in people are injecting it into themselves inside yeah. of our very flesh and blood yeah, yeah. 
and, and the whole point of the project for the New American Century, the whole Edward Bernays nonsense, was to create a public relations firm that, that, that goes after every single facet of the public mind. So no matter where you turn, it's them. Astrology, medicine, education, food, <laughs> clothing. I mean, every single faucet is them. They want you to turn to them. Protocols of Zion. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. And we will, be indis- we, will be, uh, we will be ingenious with the dispensing of the poisons. And when they come right. to us to fight the poisons, we will give them even more poisons. Um, that's, I mean, this, this is how they plan that. This is exactly the whole point. So they, they, want every, they want complete dominion. Dominion of control over your mind, your body, your spirit, everything. So they're not going to get it because that's, that's against the laws of nature, but they will try to do that. They'll try to manufacture and circumvent that. So. Right. And we know we win. Every book says we win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so okay. So, so there, there is um, definitely a massive value in waking people up to the complexity that keeps us enslaved. Right. And so, but, you know, but I think we've said this before, and I I mean, the title of the show is Seeds of Change is, okay, Mm -hmm. so we, we know in, in, you know, on a spectrum, uh, how fucked we are, right? Some people know more than others. Some people (laughs) know more in detail than others, but we're like, okay, so, so how do we fix it? Right. And so let's take, if everything is owned, if we're dependent on, on, on them for everything, how do we fix it? Right. And right. Kate, I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. gotten your uh, first, the first resource that you would take back. Um, but our list, food, news, health, entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else like resource wise that you would take back first to fix this problem? Uh- covers it pretty much well did you say education well i said news you know so i think it i think it's well, under that umbrella but well the education, education system yeah how kids are indoctrinated to accept concepts and and factual information memorized by rote rather than critical thinking and mm-hmm. creative thinking i think that's a big violation of our humanity engineering education to control the mind rather than facilitate well again that's the mind. A, but that's for sure that's a problem and educating people on that problem is is very important massively important but mm-hmm. i i guess i guess the, the question that i would pose to anybody listening is what mm-hmm. are you doing now to change it you know mm-hmm. what whether you know and 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 um, teaching people, educating people on actually what's going on. It's a valid thing. It's, 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 it's a valid, um, you know, point. Um, but, but what, what I'm suggesting. Well, is, I'm just talking about like kids in school, like the public, public school system. And the, and the best thing that I, that I could that. think of to do to the edu you know, especially like elementary school kids you know, and again, I, I live in a low hanging fruit place of the world, right? We, have we don't have a frost right so um people have gone into almost every elementary school in san diego and put in gardens they they know how to grow mm. food at least the, at least the basics of of growing food here um and, and i think that is like the, the most 
important thing because like how are we going to do any of this how are we going to fix this cycle how are, we know how bad it is but how are we mm-hmm. going to even begin to fix it if we don't have control of our food right you mm-hmm. talked about the poison you talked about the, the poisons yeah. in our food yeah how you know like if everybody just grew their own food wouldn't that take care of that entire industry that entirely poisonous um agricultural um, industry beyond agricultural, you know, to the poisons that we just eat in potato chips and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a really great way to start? It would. Yeah. It would. People which would is, which is an avoiding a trap. Community I think that's what we focus on. Support each other. I think what it is is that we yeah. focus on avoiding the traps because we know we can't stop their traps. We can't stop them from making them. But it seems like we know how to avoid the traps by creating what we call alternatives because, as we know, yeah. there's always alternate a balance. There's, an, there's an antithesis system. to everything that exists or it couldn't exist by definition. There's always an antithesis. Also, this is probably why the Department of Education is unconstitutional, always has been. So <laughs> there's a lot of things you can't <laughs> have in your constitution, even though a lot of people like to defend that document. It seems they haven't read it. So... Um, but that's part. But I mean, as you said, growing food and understanding people like Barbara O'Neill, who's been banned from Australia for pointing out the exact opposite of the pharmaceutical industry, how most herbs, including like onion poultices and cayenne pepper with water, can cure your Alzheimer's and regulate your pH level. And these are all things you can do through natural remedies. Require no pills, no. But that doesn't give anybody control or money. Hmm. Right. So exactly. And, and remember, I used to cover all the time, Daniel, a whole, Daniel, a whole um, series, right? There's a whistleblower from every single industry because they pointed out that there's alternatives to all those things. Yep. There's alternatives to, to every yeah. single corporate inter- entity or enterprise. You can only do it this way. You can only trust these pills. You can, only, you can only travel this way. No, there are alternatives factually. They're just not highlighted. They're just, they're right. just suppressed. So there's just many the different ways that you can do vitamin all. C- all this is easily remedied. It's all easily remedied. So. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. So just the fact that vitamin C is banned um, in certain doses in the United States should be like a huge eyebrow <laughs> razor, right? I mean, Whoa. vitamin C. Vi- I mean, in, right. and look, at, look at what they go after. If yep. it was, if, I mean, like you, if they have to go after things like this, they have to what? And Colorado has to ban you from collecting rainwater. I'm like, do you see how California that doesn't thing. make any rational sense? Like that's not rational. <laughs> So yeah. there's a they reason they're doing water, all those right? things. So, yeah. So, Kate, if you want to look so, it up, it's yeah, vitamin C. Yeah, what they go after, you have to see like, free electricity already exists. Why are we paying for electricity? Electricity is free. Remember? It's a free element. That doesn't make any sense. You're saying they're charging money for things that don't make sense to charge money for. Why are you paying for any of these things? It doesn't make any sense. So, Do you remember during COVID when there was some testing and one of the things that was efficacious against COVID was vitamin C intravenously, like vitamin C, uh, what do they call that when you get like a a bag full of fluid or injected, injected yeah. into your, I can't think of the word right now, but you know, yeah. vitamin yeah. C drip. Yeah, and, and they did not. IV they drip. never followed it. Even though I think it was in China that they were using it to cure people. Well, I already I already knew vitamin D worked. You know how I knew? Because I was hanging with homeless C. people. Oh, vitamin C, C. Yeah, vitamin D worked too. They said C. sunshine. You know why? C is great homeless too. People, homeless people weren't getting it. Oh, you know where they stay? In the sun all day because they have nowhere to live. But they weren't getting it. 
Oh, yeah, that's the D for sure. That contagious that's virus cool. that's supposed to kill everybody but didn't kill yeah. homeless people? That's very weird, huh? Is that how viruses work? I don't think so. I don't think that's how viruses work. So there's also like, it's just people were, they were acknowledging it was a virus, but they weren't acknowledging how viruses work in the real world because none of that would work. <laughs> Not a, we're going to go from the same place to 18 other places with the same mask. I'm like, in what, in what medical field can you do that? <laughs> Name the medical field where that's acceptable. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. In order to do things like this or to go after Donald Trump, or do anything, they have to not follow their own protocols. Hillary Clinton got off because they had to rewrite the law to get her off. She was already guilty. So then they hired someone to rewrite the law to get her off. That's exactly what it is. You're not following your own protocols. You can't prosecute people for things you yourself are doing. That doesn't work. That just You're yeah. shooting a boat through your own boat. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. It's just hysterical idiocy. So. Wow. But do you, you see why they can't win? Because they get hostile and crazy and desperate. And they think they're and they think they're going to avoid their the karmic laws of their action, which is not going to happen. People just don't know that there's twelve rules of karma. I can go through them whenever you guys are ready, but there's twelve rules of karma, twelve laws of karma. So when people okay, say they like karma, news, they trust these actual things. Breaking news they say they, they, and say not they trust carrots. karma, but they don't know what the laws of karma are. So that's the problem. Okay, actual breaking so, news, not just parrots. But uh, Coke <laughs> Coke Network halts financial support for Nikki Haley after South Carolina primary. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Koch brothers were funding her? Is that what yeah. you mean? Of course they were. Hilarious. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. She's well, a neocon. Which was funny because Biden, Biden's whole little thing about this was, he was like, let me invalidate the New Hampshire primary, which is the, New Hampshire always goes first. Remember, they always go first. But he didn't have a lead there. He had a lead last time in North Carolina. That's the only reason North Carolina went first. And, he, and he, he's like, we're going to go there. Ass was handed to him. New Hampshire, ass was handed to him. He, he's severely, he's Clintoning himself. I severely underestimate the amount of people that don't like me. <laughs> severely <laughs> underestimated it. Um, and, and it's, and it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. They didn't learn anything from Clinton. Nothing at all. They still think they're liked. The liberal establishment still thinks people like them. <laughs> they see what they're doing. Do. Like and they them? still Here. think they're going to get away with the same bullshit they were doing before. I'm like, you know what happened last time, right? You do understand that underestimating people is their best that, – that's the best way to lose. That's the very best way is to pretend Jesus. that you're actually liked. And that's the thing with dictators. That's the thing. Did you know that's the number one the, – the research on all dictators has been conclusive. That's why they always fail because they have to be liked. Hitler needed to be liked. Mao needed to be liked. Saddam needed to be liked. You need to like us. <laughs> you need to like lo- – oh, love me. No, you're insane. Go away. <laughs> your, your death is going to be a national holiday. They're going to be a pinata shaped like your head for hit- kids to hit at their kids in the yard. You're terrible. And they just don't understand. They don't get it. Emperor has no clothes, darling, no clothes. Yeah, it's just all these zealots who watch MSNBC. They're still on board. But the rest of the people – can see through it. They have that steady IV of BS from MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, CNN. They also have a reactionary opposition. They also have a, fa- a fraction of a reactionary opposition in which to circumvent that rage and blame onto. So, you know what I mean? Right. But like the majority exactly. of people yeah. are silent. The, 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 the rational majority is silent, but the two, the two loudest factions are the people that have the least amount of control. Right, 
Right. And that's a symptom of something we were talking about earlier, right? That, um, you know, we, we've got uh, just so many people are waking up to these, to these truths and, um, you know, basically about everything, about every um, facet of reality. Some are more complicated than others, right? But at the end of the day, the, the only reason that people still watch the mainstream media's uh, Fox, um, CNN, MSNBC, all, all of them, is because they've been kept so busy that we can't, you know, we get to a certain point and we just can't either emotionally handle it or we don't have time to actually do the research that's required for these very complicated subjects. You know, that yeah. there's so many, you know, they keep our energy drained to a point where, you know, that if the general population were to wake up to all of this stuff at the same time, they wouldn't be able to handle it. They, exactly. You know, they wouldn't be able to digest exactly. all of it at the same time, right? And so, you know, we Keep we it low can, vibrational, low vibrational. Focus on vices. Go out and drink. Go do drugs. Do you know, sex? Just focus on things that are very low vibe. Yeah, and also, and also get curiosity to learn. And they focus more on the incuriosity to learn. They, if you if you think you know everything already, you won't learn anything now. So they want us to think right. you already and have it figured out. So. And if you do have any fight left in you, it's going to be towards one stupid thing. Israel, yeah. <laughs> Ukraine, transgender, yeah. bathrooms, all, yeah, exactly. And, and you're going to need all of your energy on stuff. that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a harvesting. It's a harvesting of energy, resources. It's all about resource control and harvesting. And the biggest resource they have is us, is our energy. Is our, they harvest our energy. That's, that's what it is, currency. That's, that's, currency, they're, 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 exactly. They're leviathans. They use, they use language and, you know, that's, that's, that's what they do. Everything in reverse, by the way. Everything's backwards. Bad is good. Right is wrong. Sins are great. Like, yes. they focus on those things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I would either like to do the first agreement or Ty, you had something planned. Would you rather talk yeah. about, um, you, you had, you had a topic, right? Um, I, was, I was just going to read you the 12 rules of karma. There's 12 laws of okay. karma. Oh, um, cause we always, cause we talk a lot about karma and karma and I do, we do, you know, like car astrology and all that. And there's a lot of this, this is spirituality. You know, people are starting to pick up on that and go with it all the time. And, Talk about karma's this and karma's a bitch and all that. I'm like, it's not really that. It's just that people don't understand how the fundamental laws apply to them. And because they're not convenient, they go, oh, that is, does that apply to me too? It does. So we're gonna, these are the 12 cosmic laws of karma, and um, I think it will make sense. It will make sense of why the other agreements are there, the four agreements and the, the seven holy virtues and all that. So um, let's cover it. Okay, so the first rule, first rule of karma is called the great law. So whatever you put into the universe will come back. That's the first great law. Sort of like a, you know, get what you give. Um, the second law is called the law of creation. Life does not happen by itself. You have to make it happen through, through life experience and living. So life is, not, life is not a passive activity. You know what I mean? It's an active, it's an active engagement. Um, number three is the law of growth. When, the ch- when we change ourselves, our lives follow suit. We cannot change the world. We change the world through changing ourselves, and then the effects come after that. So, because the, law, the world is not within our control. You know what I mean? Only, we can only control ourselves. So um, the fourth law is called the law of responsibility. Take full responsibility of your life. 
and accountability for it. It's, it's, we have to take responsibility because nobody's going to. It's nobody's responsibility else to do that. Nobody's obligated to make us survive. That doesn't apply to anywhere in nature. <laughs> Lions have to get up every day, hunt for their food. Nobody's handing it to them. So uh, number five, the law of connection. Past, present, and future are all connected. Nothing exists in a void by itself. Like, I mean, like, there's a reason why we're here. So in order to know, everyone's like, where do we go? Where do we go? What do we do? Well, where, where have we been? Because the problem is, if you don't know where you've been in relation to where you are, then you're not going to know where to go. Pretty simple. So you know, start from the back, work forward. Um, number five, uh, number six, the law of focus. Um, you cannot think of two things at the same time. This is what Orwell calls double think. You can't hold two contrary positions simultaneously and then try to manifest. If you're going to manifest, focus on one. And since we claim to be love and light, focus on the love and light. Yes, the darkness can come. It's possible that it will. But the only thing that comes is what you focus on. You know what I mean? It's the law of attraction, not the law of assertion. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? so um, number seven is the law of giving and hospitality. Our behavior must match our actions and thoughts. You listening, Democrats? You listening, right-wing people? Your behavior must match your actions and thoughts. You can't say one thing and do another. It's not how that's going to work. Karma won't allow you to. So um, number eight, the law of here and now. Um, one cannot be present if one is always looking in the future or in the past. This is why we, when, in, even in contract law we state that only humans, uh, only real-life living persons are sovereigns. The only way you can do contracts is using specific kinds of syntax. Um, the 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 corporations and, you know, mass entities, they use what's called prepositional phrases. And um, so they speak in past or present, past or future tense, not present tense, because they're not living. So the only things that are alive now, if you, if you learn quantum syntax and sentence diagramming, which we'll probably go into a little bit more next week, um, that'll, that'll really, that'll really uh, explain a lot of what's going on here. So should we cover David Hyde? He's the one who discovered that all languages are mathematical equations in algebra. This is how in-depth this goes, by the way. Um, um, Number nine, law of humility. What you refuse to accept will continue for you. That's the law of humility. We don't accept that this is a corporation. We don't accept that maybe Obama betrayed us. Well, then it will continue. All those bad things will happen if you accept what is. Black means slave. Yes, yes. You've got to accept it. We don't like any of the things we told you. We don't like chemos. We don't like human trafficking. Accept it. Real. You will process it. You will, you, will, you will accept it into the fold. You will act accordingly. Um, number 10, law of patience and reward. The most valuable rewards require persistence. It's not going to be a quick fix. Convenience is a trap. You're going to have to work for it in order to earn it. That's just, that's just what it is. And those are the biggest rewards of people that – and they say the people who failed are usually people that gave up right before they were about to win. That's usually what it is. It's, it's toughest right before – darkest right before the dawn right there. Um, number and le- number eleven, law of change. History repeats itself until we learn to adapt and grow on our path. So, as we said, it's, it will, as we used to say, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does tend to rhyme. So, <laughs> there's things that are similar to things that happened before. So they're, they're going to keep happening until we learn our lessons from that. So that's what karma teaches you. Um, and then number twelve, the last one, is the law of significance and inspiration. Rewards are the result of the energy and effort you put in. So those are the 12 laws of karma. If you're curious about how karma works, that's how karma operates, on the quantum and spiritual and astral field. So. That was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Very reassuring. Right? 
Because people are like, there's no hope. I'm like, no, we're just not following cosmic law. People just don't. They just, we, we try to tell them there's celestial. That's where your civil and common law comes from. It comes from natural law principles. And they're not, they're not you know what I mean? It's not, it has nothing to do with what man-made laws, okay? This has nothing to do with that. So legal and lawful not being the same thing. No, these are cosmic laws. That's why they say our rights are inalienable. They're God-given. They're from the cosmos. They cannot be contracted to you through another person. They can't be given to you by a state. Of course, that's what, that's what citizens are, by the way. Civitas, uh, mm-hmm. rules made by the parliament or the corporation that can be revoked at any time, civil rights, that's so they can take them away because they were given to you by them. But your inalienable rights are already here. They were here before government form. They can't be given right. to you. You can only acquiesce them. So that's, Jesus that's what we died because he was can. not a citizen. He was a sovereign. Yes. So you're not a sovereign citizen because those are oxymorons. You're a sovereign, mm-hmm. sovereign being. So, yeah. But, but there's a way to act as a sovereign. You can act inappropriately, so, and there's a, way to, there's a way to badly contract. For example, well, that's what we say signature. You're not supposed to have a signature. You're supposed to have an autograph. Mm-hmm. But you're not taught that. Yeah, you're not taught that. You're not taught it. That's also when they give you your birth certificate fraud, which we'll cover that next week, which is the ending that ended in 1999. So the birth yes. certificate thing ended in 1999. It's actually – And Lily needs to be here next week. They, okay. When they say italics, italics is all capital letters. That's a fiction. Your name is not supposed to be all capital letters. That's a fictional entity. You're doing it. That's your straw man used in place in the corporation. We're going to cover all that. We're going to cover it. It's just difficult because people are like, oh, they tricked us through word magic. Correct. They tricked you yeah. through word magic. That's what they did. So they, they didn't. So mind you, they didn't attack you because they can't physically attack. They can't do that because they still need you. So they, they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to trick you into contracting with them. But you don't have to. You have no, they don't have the right to force you to do that. You have the right to not contract or contract with as many people as you want. So that's what they're trying to – they don't care how negative the contract is. They just want you to contract with them. But if you don't contract with them, they can't do anything to you. They can't do anything <laughs> unless you're in contract yeah. with them. Yeah. So that, that's the whole point because your rights can only be enforced through contract. You see oh, how they use it now? Okay. That's why they use it. Yeah. All right. So, let's, let's do the first agreement. That's such a great setup. Um, yes. Let's do the first agreement. And then uh, talk about it afterwards, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Sure. All right. Awesome. Three, two, one. The first agreement. Be impeccable with your word. The first agreement is the most important one and also the most difficult one to honor. It is so important that with just this first agreement, you will be able to transcend to the level of existence I call heaven on earth. The first agreement is to be impeccable with your word. It sounds very simple, but it is very, very powerful. Why your word? Your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the gift that comes directly from God. The Gospel of John in the Bible, speaking of the creation of the universe, says, In the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. Through the Word you express your creative power. It is through the Word that you manifest everything. Regardless of what language you speak, your intent manifests through the Word. What you dream, what you feel, And what you really are will all be manifested through the Word. The Word is not just a sound or a written symbol. The Word is a force. 
It is the power you have to express and communicate, to think, and thereby to create the events in your life. You can speak. What other animal on the planet can speak? The word is the most powerful tool you have as a human. It is the tool of magic. But like a sword with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream, or your word can destroy everything around you. One edge is the misuse of the word, which creates a living hell. The other edge is the impeccability of the word, which will only create beauty, love, and heaven on earth. Depending upon how it is used, the word can set you free, or it can enslave you even more than you know. All the magic you possess is based on your word. Your word is pure magic, and misuse of your word is black magic. Ooh, the word is so powerful that one word can change a life or destroy the lives of millions of people. Some years ago, one man in Germany, by the use of the word, manipulated a whole country of the most intelligent people. He led them into a world war with just the power of his word. He convinced others to commit the most atrocious acts of violence. He activated people's fear with the word. And like a big explosion, there was killing and war all around the world. All over the world, humans destroyed other humans because they were afraid of each other. Hitler's word, based on fear-generated beliefs and agreements, will be remembered for centuries. The human mind is like a fertile ground where seeds are continually being planted. The seeds are opinions, ideas, and concepts. You plant a seed, a thought, and it grows. The word is like a seed, and the human mind is so fertile. The only problem is that too often it is fertile for the seeds of fear. Every human mind is fertile, but only for those kinds of seeds it is prepared for. What is important is to see which kind of seeds our mind is fertile for, and to prepare it to receive the seeds of love. Take the example of Hitler. He sent out all those seeds of fear, and they grew very strong, and beautifully achieved massive destruction. Seeing the awesome power of the word, we must understand what power comes out of our mouths. One fear or doubt planted in our mind can create an endless drama of events. One word is like a spell, and humans use the word like black magicians, thoughtlessly putting spells on each other. Every human is a magician, and we can either put a spell on someone with our word, or we can release someone from a spell. We cast spells all the time with our opinions. An example. I see a friend, and give him an opinion that just popped into my mind. I say, hmm, I see that kind of color in your face in people who are going to get cancer. If he listens to the word, and if he agrees... He'll have cancer in less than one year. That is the power of the word. During our domestication, our parents and siblings gave their opinions about us without even thinking. We believed these opinions, and we lived in fear over these opinions, like not being good at swimming, or sports, or writing. 
Someone gives an opinion and says, look, this girl is ugly. The girl listens, believes she is ugly, and grows up with the idea that she is ugly. It doesn't matter how beautiful she is. As long as she has that agreement, she will believe that she is ugly. That is the spell that she is under. By hooking our attention, the word can enter our mind and change a whole belief for better or worse. Another example. You may believe you're stupid, and you may have believed this for as long as you can remember. This agreement can be very tricky, causing you to do a lot of things just to ensure that you were stupid. You may do something and think to yourself, I wish I were smart, but I must be stupid or I wouldn't have done that. The mind goes in hundreds of different directions and we could spend days getting hooked by just that one belief in our own stupidity. Then one day, someone hooks your attention and using the word lets you know that you are not stupid. You believe what the person says and make a new agreement. As a result, you no longer feel or act stupid. A whole spell is broken just by the power of the word. Conversely, if you believe you are stupid and someone hooks your attention and says, yes, you are really the most stupid person I have ever met, the agreement will be reinforced and become even stronger. Now let's see what the word impeccability means. Impeccable comes from the Latin peccatus, which means sin. In impeccable means without. So impeccable means without sin. Religions talk about sin and sinners, but let's understand what it really means to sin. A sin is anything you do that goes against yourself. Everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. You go against yourself when you judge or blame yourself for anything. Being without sin is exactly the opposite. Being impeccable is not going against yourself. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself. From this point of view, the whole concept of sin changes from something moral or religious to something common sense. Sin begins with rejection of yourself. Self-rejection is the biggest sin that you commit. In religious terms, self-rejection is a mortal sin, which leads to death. Impeccability, on the other hand, leads to life. If I see you in the street and I call you stupid, it appears that I'm using the word against you, but really I'm using my word against myself, because you're going to hate me for this, and your hating me is not good for me. Therefore, if I get angry and with my word send all that emotional poison to you, I'm using the word against myself. If I love myself, I'll express that love in my interactions with you, and then I'm being impeccable with the word, because that action will produce a like reaction. If I love you, then you will love me. If I insult you, you will insult me. If I have gratitude for you, you will have gratitude for me. If I'm selfish with you, you'll be selfish with me. If I use the word to put a spell on you, you are going to put a spell on me. Being impeccable with your word 
is the correct use of your energy. It means to use your energy in the direction of truth and love for yourself. If you make an agreement with yourself to be impeccable with your word, just with that intention, the truth will manifest through you and clean all the emotional poison that exists within you. But making this agreement is difficult, because we have learned to do precisely the opposite. We have learned to lie as a habit of our communication with others, and more importantly, with ourselves. We are not impeccable with the word. The power of the word is completely misused in hell. We use the word to curse, to blame, to find guilt, to destroy. Of course, we also use it in the right way, but not too often. Mostly, we use the word to spread our personal poison, to express anger, jealousy, envy, and hate. The word is pure magic, the most powerful gift we have as humans and we use it against ourselves. We plan revenge. We create chaos with the word. We use the word to create hate between different races, between different people, between families, between nations. We misuse the word so often, and this misuse is how we create and perpetuate the dream of hell. Misuse of the word is how we pull each other down and keep each other in a state of fear and doubt because the word is the magic that humans possess, and misuse of the word is black magic. We are using black magic all the time, without knowing that our word is magic at all. There was a woman, for example, who was intelligent and had a very good heart. She had a daughter whom she adored and loved very much. One night she came home from a very bad day at work, tired, full of emotional tension, and with a terrible headache. She wanted peace and quiet, but her daughter was singing and jumping happily. The daughter was unaware of how her mother was feeling. She was in her own world, in her own dream. She felt so wonderful, and she was jumping and singing louder and louder, expressing her joy and her love. She was singing so loud that it made her mother's headache even worse, and at a certain moment the mother lost control. Angrily, she looked at her beautiful little girl and said, Shut up, you have an ugly voice. Can you just shut up? The truth is that the mother's tolerance for any noise was non-existent. It was not that the little girl's voice was ugly. But the daughter believed what her mother said, and in that moment she made an agreement with herself. After that, she no longer sang, because she believed her voice was ugly and would bother anyone who heard it. She became shy at school, and if she was asked to sing, she refused. Even speaking to others became difficult for her. Everything changed in the little girl because of this new agreement. She believed she must repress her emotions in order to be accepted and loved. Whenever we hear an opinion and believe it, we make an agreement, and it becomes part of our belief system. This little girl grew up, and even though she had a beautiful voice, she never sang again. She developed a whole complex from one spell. The spell was cast upon her by the one who loved her the most, her own mother. Her mother didn't notice what she did with her word. She didn't notice that she used black magic and put a spell on her daughter. She didn't know the power of her word, and therefore she isn't to blame. 
She did what her own mother, father, and others had done to her in many ways. They misused the word. How many times do we do this with our own children? We give them these types of opinions, and our children carry that black magic for years and years. People who love us do black magic on us, but they don't know what they do. That is why we must forgive them. They don't know what they do. Another example. You awake in the morning feeling very happy. You feel so wonderful you stay one or two hours in front of the mirror making yourself beautiful. But one of your best friends says, What has happened to you? You look so ugly. Look at that dress you're wearing. You look ridiculous. That's it. That is enough to put you all the way down in hell. Maybe this girlfriend just told you this to hurt you. And she did. She gave you an opinion with all the power of her word behind it. If you accept the opinion, it becomes an agreement now, and you put all your power into that opinion. That opinion becomes black magic. These types of spells are difficult to break. The only thing that can break a spell is to make a new agreement based on truth. The truth is the most important part of being impeccable with your word. On one side of the sword are the lies which create black magic, and on the other side of the sword is the truth which has the power to break the spell of black magic. Only the truth will set us free. Looking at everyday human interactions, imagine how many times we cast spells on each other with our word. Over time, this interaction has become the worst form of black magic, and we call it gossip. Gossip is black magic at its very worst because it is pure poison. We learned how to gossip by agreement. When we were children, we heard the adults around us gossiping all the time, openly giving their opinions about other people. They even had opinions about people they didn't know. Emotional poison was transferred along with the opinions, and we learned this as the normal way to communicate. Gossiping has become the main form of communication in human society. It has become the way we feel close to each other, because it makes us feel better to see someone else feel as badly as we do. There's an old expression that says, Misery likes company, and people who are suffering in hell don't want to be all alone. Fear and suffering are an important part of the dream of the planet. They are how the dream of the planet keeps us down. Using the analogy of the human mind as a computer, gossip can be compared to a computer virus. A computer virus is a piece of computer language written in the same language all the other codes are written in, but with a harmful intent. This code is inserted into the program of your computer when you least expect it, and most of the time without your awareness. After this code has been introduced, your computer doesn't work quite right or it doesn't function at all because the codes get so mixed up with so many conflicting messages that it stops producing good results. Human gossip works exactly the same way. For example, you're beginning a new class with a new teacher, and you've looked forward to it for a long time. On the first day of class, you run into someone who took the class before who tells you, oh, that instructor was such a pompous jerk. He didn't know what he was talking about, and he was a pervert too, so watch out you are immediately imprinted with the word and the emotional code the person had when saying this. 
but what you're not aware of is his or her motivation in telling you. This person could be angry for failing the class or simply making an assumption based on fears and prejudices, but because you have learned to ingest information like a child, some part of you believes the gossip and you go on to the class. As the teacher speaks, you feel the poison come up inside you and you don't realize you see the teacher through the eyes of the person who gave you that gossip. Then you start talking to other people in the class about this and they start to see the teacher in the same way, as a jerk and a pervert. You really hate the class and soon you decide to drop out. You blame the teacher, but it is gossip that is to blame. All of this mess can be caused by one little computer virus. One little piece of misinformation can break down communication between people, causing every person it touches to become infected and contagious to others. Imagine that every single time others gossip to you, they insert a computer virus into your mind, causing you to think a little less clearly every time. Then imagine that in an effort to clean up your own confusion and get some relief from the poison, you gossip and spread these viruses to someone else. Now imagine this pattern going on in a never-ending chain between all the humans on earth. The result is a world full of humans who can only read information through circuits that are clogged with a poisonous, contagious virus. Even worse are the black magicians or computer hackers who intentionally spread the virus. Think back to a time when you or someone you know was angry with someone else and desired revenge. In order to seek revenge, you said something to or about that person with the intention of spreading poison and making that person feel bad about him or herself. As children, we do this quite thoughtlessly. But as we grow older, we become much more calculated in our efforts to bring other people down. Then we lie to ourselves and say that person received a just punishment for their wrongdoing. When we see the world through a computer virus, it is easy to justify the cruelest behavior. What we don't see is that misuse of our word is putting us deeper into hell. For years we've received the gossip and spells from the words of others, but also from the way we use our word with ourselves. We talk to ourselves constantly, and most of the time we say things like, Oh, I look fat. I look ugly. I'm getting old. I'm losing my hair. I'm stupid. I never understand anything. I will never be good enough, and I am never going to be perfect. Do you see how we use the word against ourselves? We must begin to understand what the word is and what the word does. If you understand the first agreement, be impeccable with your word, you begin to see all the changes that can happen in your life. Changes first in the way you deal with yourself, and later in the way you deal with other people especially those you love the most. Consider how many times you have gossiped about the person you love the most to gain the support of others for your point of view. How many times have you hooked other people's attention and spread poison about your loved one in order to make your opinion right? Your opinion is nothing but your point of view. It is not necessarily true. Your opinion comes from your beliefs your own ego, and your own dream. We create all this poison and spread it to others just so we can feel right about our own point of view. 
If we adopt the first agreement and become impeccable with our word, any emotional poison will eventually be cleaned from our mind and from our communication and our personal relationships, including with our pet dog or cat. Impeccability of the word will also give you immunity from anyone putting a negative spell on you. You will only receive a negative idea if your mind is fertile ground for that idea. When you become impeccable with your word, your mind is no longer fertile ground for words that come from black magic. Instead, it is fertile for the words that come from love. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good, you feel happy, and at peace. You can transcend the dream of hell just by making the agreement to be impeccable with your word. Right now, I'm planting that seed in your mind. Whether or not the seed grows depends upon how fertile your mind is for the seeds of love. It's up to you to make the agreement to be impeccable with your word. Nurture this seed, and as it grows in your mind, it will generate more seeds of love to replace the seeds of fear. The first agreement will change the kind of seeds your mind is fertile for. The first agreement is one you should make if you want to be free, if you want to be happy, if you want to transcend the level of existence that is hell. To be impeccable with your word is very powerful. Use the word in the correct way. Use the word to share your love. Use white magic, beginning with yourself. Tell yourself how wonderful you are, how great you are. Tell yourself how much you love yourself. Use the word to break all those teeny, tiny agreements that make you suffer. Just this one agreement can change your whole life. Impeccability of the word can lead you to personal freedom, to huge success and abundance. It can take away all fear and transform it into joy and love. Just imagine what you can create with impeccability of the word. You can transcend the dream of fear and live a different life. You can live in heaven in the middle of thousands of people living in hell because you are immune to that hell. You can attain the kingdom of heaven from this one agreement. Be impeccable with your word. Okay, I'm going to shut up. And uh, who wants to go first? Um, I, I'll go first. Okay. Thoughts. We have 15 minutes, by the way. Okay. I will speak quickly or at least not say too much. Give Ty a turn also. My cat, I don't know if you can hear my cat, but she's interested too. She came up and started purring while you're playing that. There's, I love it. I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I think this is a great kind of roadmap to how do we manifest through our frequency and through how we perceive others, how we talk to others, how we take in information. I also think there's some subtle points. I love that it's simple. I love that it's simple. But then there's part of me that's also going, well, you know, it's kind of hard. Like sometimes gossip 
is more nuanced than that. Like you get information about somebody Correct. that you that you true. actually need to know. That's why there's more. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's just truth. <laughs> it's an experience. Yes. You know I mean? so. <laughs> but that's why there's four. That's why there's four. That's agreements. why there's four because they kind of self-correct each other. And I'll I'll learn that with you. I haven't read this book in many 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 years. Right. And then there. Okay, so then also when you're perceiving something in someone else and you do, like they're saying that, like you can do like a black magic if you speak something negative on somebody. I I don't know, like sometimes you're coming from trauma and so you are cued, like your nervous system is cued by something that maybe wouldn't have the same reaction to so I don't know. It's like, I feel like as long as you observe yourself and so if you say something negative, you are perceiving it and you see that it's it's not who you are. It's something you're saying or something you're engaging. Yes. Like you do have to get yes. that room around it. I don't know. I just like there's just that fine line between like fake positivity and then that real impeccable truth. And you do have to kind of clean out the gutters of your mind, your spiritual self, your emotional self to get to that clarity to where you can speak with integrity and be impeccable. Otherwise, you're just always dredging up. You know, well, I don't like this sort of person because when I was a child, this, you know, I was abandoned or somebody was yes. mean to me Correct. or I didn't get this special thing that I was promised. And so you got a chip on your shoulder. It's just like, but may I? I love that it boils down, but it is very simple. It's a simple it, view. Of well, that's the first agreement, right? Let me just, may I, just for reference, Um, fill everyone in on all four agreements. The first one was be impeccable with your word. And Mm -hmm. lots of grace in that first agreement. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Right? So Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is, you know, there's four agreements. Remember, We'll get to that one next week, okay? Third, Mm -hmm. don't make assumptions. Mm. Right? So, and then the last one, which is my personal favorite, is always do your best. Always do your best. Mm. And again, and I'll I'll just read this, like, brief. um, Oh, go back. Uh, this this brief always do your best um, synopsis. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. Mm, it will mm-hmm. be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. In any circumstance, simply do your best, and mm-hmm. you will avoid self judgment, self abuse, and regret. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why it's a, that's why it's four agreements. The first, if you could just master the first one, you've had a blessed life. You know what I mean? The second one follows the first one in that way, where it's it's don't take everyone is operating from their own perspective, so they're not thinking right. of you in mind. It's not you. Not <laughs> you know I mean? 
It's not a That's personal slight against your character. It's coming from their perspective. Yes. yes. So, yeah. So, so basically, this is a person who've li- who's lived in a bubble their whole life of love and cherishment. You know, mm-hmm. cherishment is a word even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Love and, uh, <laughs> and being cherished and, yes, and all of it, abundance. And never, ha- you know, there, there's all of these traumas that mm, a lot of people argue the majority um, mm-hmm. have Everyone. all of these. Things. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, you know, right I think you're right about the nuance of it, though, because it's, it's, there's, there's, I think there's a difference between gossip and rumors. Because there was gossip mm-hmm. about pedophiles, which were correct. So were we not mm-hmm. supposed to gossip about that anymore? We're just talking about things that happened. Through people's experiences. <laughs> The rumors are things we just heard about through the grapevine of people we don't know. But gossip is more right. about experience of people that are real in real life that have gone through things. But as you said, it's nuanced. And also, I don't think it's just anything you say. As you said, it's intention-based. It's an intention. Because if, mm-hmm. oh, if I just say I want a million dollars, am I going to get it? Okay, I guess it's not just any <laughs> words, huh? <laughs> it can't just be negative words. That's not how that works. So it's intention-based. Whatever you, whatever you devote your energy and attention to, 12-year-old karma, you will, you will receive. You will manifest it. So right. it's about where you direct like, your intention, your mental, your mental cognition, you know? So, right. Has that, mm-hmm. Everybody here has seen, um, has seen The Secret, right? The, the yeah. docu, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I saw – I think I listened to the audio book. Right. Um, and I, re- I, I don't remember much of it. I know it was long, but I don't remember much of it. I do remember one scene. Uh, that was like, okay, everybody think about this. You know, close your eyes and, and imagine putting your hands on a steering wheel. And it, mm-hmm. it's a luxury car, you know, depending on what you have. And, of course, at the time, I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, all right, I got my my little, uh, you know, um, I think it was a Saturn view. Like, nothing. Actually, mm-hmm. no. Actually, when I saw it, I did not have that. I didn't have a car at all. It was I, w- I was between cars um, because of some kind of trauma, right? So I put my hands on the steering wheel, as they were saying in The Secret, and picture yourself in a, in a luxury car. And I pictured myself in a white X5 with a big engagement ring on my finger. And right now, I have a white X5. Well, I'm not engaged, but I have a big rock on my finger, which was my engagement ring, you know? And so... Like, I don't know, was that, I didn't, you know, I, I went on with my very traumatic life at that time, but I kept that picture mm. in my head and I have yeah. one and I have mm-hmm. a big, you know, I mean, and everything that goes with the big rock. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Is there something? Yeah, yeah, it, was about, it was about the destination and not you and you letting go of control of the route. Because we don't know how we're going to get there, but we will. So it's just we think we, we think we have control of the route to a thing when we go. <laughs> the route can change in any moment. So. And I can tell you that route, the route to me getting that car was very bumpy. And if yeah, I did that. not have faith in myself and faith in, in, in my, a higher power, I would not have gotten through it. That's what they say the law of attraction is. It's not that you're – you're, you're going to a thing. You're allowing it to come to you. In other words, you're waiting for the right time for an opportunity that you're open to because you're not pushing it away because you don't think about, you're wait You're letting it, oh, there's something. Maybe that'll, and then if you take that opportunity, that will lead you to it. So it's coming to you. You're not going to if. It's coming to you. So. Practicing it. Also, what's so interesting to me about the phrase be impeccable with your word, actually we're 
always impeccable with like what we think is what we create, what we feel, think, do. That's we are what we are. Like maybe negative, but we're still creating. We're just not taking yeah, we responsibility created. for we it all the time. His, we are made in his image. We are the creators, which is why they yeah. need to harvest us because they can't create it themselves. They need right. us to create That's it for them and then contract with them so that we can – because they can't do it. They need us to do it. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. So that should empower people. You have the power to do it. They just want you to feel like mm-hmm. you're powerless so that they can you know, use it, siphon it. They're siphoning mm-hmm. it away. They're magicians with no hands. They're, they're bluffing. They, we need to call them on their bluff. It's that simple. So. Yeah, and and to that point, not really, spells on people. Yeah, oh, just, just really quickly, Bible this. verse is um, all okay. things work for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. So even if you fail, even if you're not doing your best, you know it's it's all mm-hmm. you know for a reason. In a way, I'm we're sorry, doing our best, even if when we're not doing our best. Right. If we're just like who we are. But another thing that the passage speaks to that you played, Danielle, is is the dark spells that are being cast on humanity. Ooh. Telling people they're not empowered or they're not beautiful enough. They're not smart enough. They need all these products in order to be acceptable or they need to hate the certain public figure in order to fit in or else mm-hmm. they will, they'll be oddballs. They won't be loved. Yeah. It's distinguishing this people from their actions. Casting. It's kind of like why all I'm in this position and everyone's like, don't you hate people now? And I'm like, I don't hate people now. I hate what they do. Yeah. Never turn against people as a thing. Their actions are not necessarily them. So that's why I mean, like, you can take a wrong action. That, that happens all the time. It's part of making mistakes. But it's, it's not, the, it's not the, the culmination of your personality or you as a person. Sometimes you will take the wrong action. You just will. You're likely to do that. That's what I mean by self-love. You have to be able yeah. to forgive yourself. Most, it's not about, it's it's hard not to other be. People. It's about forgiving yourself. If you forgive yourself, you'll feel less guilt, shame, and blame to do other, other people because you'll be more compassionate. You know, you'll be more humble. So, it's difficult not to be in reaction against other people when they're hurtful or they do something that's upsetting or it's just something Indeed. triggering for you personally. Like not to be in reaction, but instead to be thinking, okay, I'm creating right now. How can I just be in a neutral Zen place and create from there, even though I'm being provoked in a certain way or I don't have what response. I want. You're supposed to respond to things, not react to them. Right, right. So we have to get a step back and get into that observer mind. Yeah, which is why they call reactionary. That's why they call the reactionary left or the reactionary right, because they react. They don't respond. They react. <laughs> That's why you got to get past that defensive mechanism. So. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Okay, we just hit the 60-second mark, guys. I'm so sorry. Ooh. God, I wish we had mm-hmm. three hours, honestly. But um, <laughs> let's leave it here for now um, and start this hours. up yeah, next week. Um, but, um, yeah, please share this uh, if you can. Um, and, yeah, I, gosh, I wish we could say anything else right now. But, you know, just um, know that we win in the end. You know, like all of this stuff mm-hmm. is, is learning, you know, trying to weave through our trauma. But in the end, we win. So, 
you know, we love you all. Please share this if you can. Thank you both. Thanks, Mom, also. Um, and you. we will talk to you next week. Yep, indeed. Bye, guys. Yes, we love you. Love you Bye. Bye.